0: What's happening, weirdos? This is the wonderful actor, amazing human, David Dismalchin. He taught me how to say his name. It's like you're pointing to your chin and you say, which chin? Dismalchin. This small chin. David Dismalchin, everybody. I'm so excited for you to hear this chat. I so enjoyed it. He's a talker. He's a feeler. He's a sharer. And he's hilarious. And he's just incredible. I, I really... Love him. Every time I see him in a movie, um, he's in The Dark Knight. He's in so many of my favorites. Blade Runner 2049, um, The The Suicide Squad. He's Polka Dot Man in The Suicide Squad. We talk about all of that and so much more. We could have talked forever. We're legit new friends, which is so so fun. It's such a fun thing to have this show, to meet new friends. And I also, so let's get to it. I also want to thank you guys for coming out to the live um, You Made It Weird with John Hamm, Matteo Lane, and Chris Red. It was incredible. And of course, Sweet Lady Val, it was incredible. Thank you to everybody who helped fill up that venue. It was so awesome. We filmed that one, so we'll be releasing it as audio and video on YouTube. We're also gonna be releasing regular episodes like this on YouTube. This one we didn't film, but we are starting to film them. So if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube, it's just Pete Holmes on YouTube. Uh, go ahead and subscribe and and I can't wait for you guys to see the studio. I mean, some of you have been listening for a long time. You're going to get to see uh, the couch where we almost play footsie. Very close. I think that's important. Having a, having a setup where you and the guest are, are uh, you know, sort of feel like a sleepover or or your movie night or something. It's, you're going to see. It's, it's fun. It's fun stuff. It's really fun stuff. Um, let's see. What am I going to plug? May 20th. I think that's my only date to plug. May 20th, I'm going to be doing stand-up at Largo. That's here in Los Angeles. Always amazing. Um, in the past couple months, we've had Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow. We've had uh, Mulaney. I mean, it's been incredible. Really, really special shows. And also, Really, really incredible musical guests as well. Phoebe Bridgers did it once. Bo Burnham. It's always incredible. No matter who's there, I will definitely be there. And <laughs> I'm defensive. I'll be there. You should just come because I'll be there. But it is. It's the highlight of my month. And it's always fun when weirdos come out. So I hope you can be there. Largo-LA.com. And if you like the show, please show some support by trying a Pete's Pick like me Andy's. This morning, I'm wearing it's just kind of like a... I guess I would call this like a peach color. See, they, they're they not all funky. Sometimes it's just like a classic peach boxer brief from our friends at MeUndies. You know those days where you go out to your coffee shop and they're out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you go to the beach but there's no parking, like there's zero parking spots? Life can be hard, is what I'm saying. Good thing, MeUndies is here to help take a break from these hardships from the world and give you a soft summer. We want a soft summer. When you're cocooned in the softest and most breathable undies, loungewear, and swimwear known to humanity, all of your other problems will simply melt away. And for real, for real, Val and I heard from me about MeUndies on other podcasts, and we did a complete overhaul. And I'm really glad we did. We haven't looked back. Every pair we own is MeUndies. I sleep in their loungewear. I love their onesies. When it's cold, it's incredible, incredible soft, perfect feeling breathable, important in the summer, and and so, so comfy cozy. I'm going to say it's comfy cozy because let's face it, summer is sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. And with me on these light and breathable micro modal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small to 4XL. I actually wear a 3X. That's just how I like it. I'm a 40 ways. I don't know what I am. So you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. And if you do dare to brave the heat and venture out to the pool or the beach, check out their new improved swimwear styles. They're soft stretchy and sustainably made make it a soft summer with me undies me undies has a great offer for weirdos for any first-time purchasers you get 15 percent off and if you sign up for their free to join membership like i did you can apply that 15 percent off to their already discounted membership prices and i'm actually surprised how excited i get when the purple me undies uh, envelope arrives to see the print to have some new undies it really is super fun to be a member of Their free-to-join membership. So get 15% off your free order and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. Go to meandes.com slash weird. That's meandies.com slash weird and show your support of this show. Our second Pete's pick is our friends at on it. You guys know I swear by on it. I swear by Alpha Brain. It is a atropic. It is earth-grown ingredients that help your brain function at its peak performance. For the past six, seven years now, I have never recorded an episode of this podcast without taking two or three Alpha Brain 15 minutes beforehand. You can just feel that your brain is being given the nutrition it needs. I don't mean like caffeine, it's not like a stimulant. It feels like your brain has the food that it needs to function, to remember, to recall, to communicate, and to connect it is incredible for creative work it's incredible for memory and and recall if you're if you're in school i highly recommend it if you're if you're at a job that requires your brain i really feel like everybody should be taking this like i mean that sincerely who wouldn't benefit from a clean easy natural way to get your brain Working at its best. I, that's that's how I feel. Writing scripts, doing stand up, uh, doing this podcast. Even when I just go out on a date with Val, and I want to be there mentally focused and sharp and able to listen and connect. Alpha brain is a huge, huge life changing secret weapon for me. I absolutely swear by it. I have it in my travel bag, have it in the car, have it in the pockets of my jackets. I really, really never want to be without it. If you like it one tenth as much as I do, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna. Crap your pants. That's what I'm going to say. So go to Onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You will get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. They have a lot of great products. New Mood is also incredible. They just came out with Black Label, Alpha Brain Black Label, which I just used my own promo code to buy. That's how into it I am. I also like the Alpha Brain Instant Packet. Sometimes I just pour that straight into my mouth because I feel like it gets into my blood just a little bit faster and it tastes like lemon lime. So that's win-win. Uh, show you support the show and get your noodle fired up. That's what I'm gonna say. Go to on onnit.com slash weird, 10% off, and show your support of the show. Last but not least is our friends at Everlane, the makers of not only the best clothing that I own, I've I've made many mentions to both of my jean jackets. I love their jean jackets. They're so well made, so perfect fitting, perfect color. I have it in blue and I have it in black, and I also have their sweaters, which are the best-fitting, best-looking, highest-quality sweaters I've ever owned. They're Val's favorite sweaters. When I say, I'll wear whatever you want tonight, she always picks one of my Everlane sweaters, which is super, super fun. But beyond that, they're an ethical company, and when you stick by what's important to your core, it shows in what you do. Everlane is committed to doing the right thing from start to finish. That means partnering with partnering with reasonable factories and ensuring every piece of clothing looks and feels great for years to come. I can absolutely attest to that. The quality is second to none. And I love that they are transparent in their production costs for every item. I've never seen that before. They let you know why they're charging what they're charging and they're designing timeless clothes that you can wear to dress up or you can wear them to be casual. It's incredible with quality materials and a focus on durability and longevity, and they find socially responsible factories through third-party audits with certified partners. I mean, we all know that the clothing industry can be shady. It's so cool to have Everlane uh, be a Pete's pick. We're so grateful for their support and grateful that they're doing the right thing. They research and audit factories, not just take their word for it. These factories are audited to make sure that these partners are finding producers, championing fair working conditions and reducing environmental impact. For example, paying above legal minimum wage, ensuring safe work environments, recycling water facilities, using renewable energy or repurposing uh, byproducts. The Everlane team has direct relationships with each factory and builds strong relationships with their team. So if you want some of my favorite clothes that I've ever owned in my life, the best made and the longest lasting and to feel good while you're looking good. Show your support of the show. If you want to do things differently from your core to your closet, shop Everlane, go to everlane.com slash weird and sign up for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off your first order. When you go to everlane.com weird and sign up Everlane, helping people live their best lives with the least impact on the planet. All right, guys, Try Pete's Pick. Show your support. Hope to see you May 20th at Largo. Oh, and please, 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 please watch The Path. Please watch How We Roll. I'm so proud of it. It's the new show that I'm on. It's on CBS Thursday nights at 930. It's also streaming right now, now on Paramount+. We're so proud of it. I'm really enjoying watching it myself. And we're waiting to hear about a second season. So your eyeballs, those views make a huge difference. So please check it out or stream it today. It would mean a lot. In the meantime, enjoy, literally, my new friend, the incredible David Desmolchin. Get into it. I feel like everything you've said so far, I'm like, I wish we recorded we, we, that. We, we, <laughs> we, we can do everybody it in this. They... No, no one it's one out it. of 20. i am I'm obsessed with jokes that everybody makes. You know what I mean? Like finding the pattern. It's a safe
1: space you walk into a room too and there you know that like at my house there is certain like when you come over, which you will uh-huh. tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean sure. There are other yeah, jokes that are inherent to the entrance of my home which tell me a
0: lot about people. So That's I'll judge so you. Well, you know, we we judge you but in the favorable way, so I will tell you. All the best people like our house. And I don't mean to say all the worst people don't like our house, but if you don't like our house, <laughs> Something's wrong. there's something different about you. Sure. Like, Val and I, we were just talking about this, like, I like feeling tucked away and mm-hmm. sort of hidden. Mm-hmm. I was just watching a, a, a YouTube of, um, well, I'm forgetting his the name. Hobbit. It was The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. It was the film little Hobbit. But the... Somebody had filmed it <laughs> with their iPhone <laughs> and uploaded it to YouTube.com. No, Danny Elfman. The composer. Oh yes, and he had this house in Topanga Canyon, and I was just, I just loved how like, like he could have built any house, like yeah. he built a house. But some people like me yeah. want to feel like elves live in your
1: house. I wait, wait until you come,
0: to <laughs> Casa
1: Malchin. It is such a strange but perfect little hidden sanctuary for us. Yeah, uh, that I just. I love and adore, um,
0: but it has that magical feel, like a gnome. It does sort of feeling. It does. It I does. actually, I told that to a realtor once, and and I, they, they definitely looked at me like we've never heard that before. But I was like, you know, the magic castle. I
1: here's a crazy story. If if, if get then, to know me, yeah. you would imagine like, oh, Dave Desmalchin, magic castle. He must be. He probably <laughs> has rents a room there. You hate and the magic castle. I've never been. Oh, I've been okay. invited by by members a few times text message from steve Agee. delete oh, um die beard hi die beard. beard i oh, love that man what a, what a so shame. much god he's i love best. steve
0: he's the great best. episode of this podcast and i say this as a compliment there's certain people hannibal burris steve Agee. they're just kind of quiet mm-hmm. they're not like showboats blabbermouths blowhards no and then but you put them in front of a microphone and you say let's do a podcast they come to life and steve he,
1: he had that uh it. we're no docs That he was doing for a while. And my wife, Eve, and I, we would just, the three of us, get together. And I've done a number of of podcasts with Steve. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. He basically lives at my... He does live a few blocks from me now with his new house. But we're together all the time. Can Um, I
0: say, up off the bat, look, if Peacemaker can come back, I hate to be... I sound like we're at Comic-Con right now. But polka dot, man. Let's get him back. I mean, I wrote the letter...
1: I started Is there a letter? I wrote a letter I mean There should be many letters I was like Oh they brought that guy back Okay cool No um, no. I mean he got shot But how great is He got shot through the throat
0: Spoiler Spoiler It's it's, Once a movie's been out for A couple years I once You're in the Dark Knight I once talked about The Dark Knight poster on stage Before the movie was out And I was like Two faces in it And someone went Completely sincere Spoiler Like mad at you They were mad Yeah And I was like It was me it
1: <laughs> justify. they're super You're protective like, let about that them side.
0: enjoy it
1: i live in that i that was the first film i'd ever worked on and the culture of secrecy on it was such that you know we had I, one face on set
0: <laughs> like they didn't even want you to know <laughs> we'll do it in post
1: um i did a i i was given fake sides to prepare for oh what i thought God. was my character and then when i shot um my scenes, I actually had a t- had a totally different um, sequence to do and fake
0: sides with signs. the same actor with Two Face.
1: No, it was it, the scene that I was given said uh, Joker's Thug driving a truck. Uh there he is. Let's get him. I was dr- I, so I prepared my character, the same character that I play in the film, but I prepared him as this guy driving. So I was I was in Chicago. I was a theater actor. I was doing um, a production of Othello at the time, and then I. Auditioned. Playing Othello? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A it was not the uh, it was, production. It was not the Orson Welles <laughs> era.
0: Wait, did Orson Welles play he Othello? He did. Shut Oh, up. yes. In blackface, yeah. He didn't do it in blackface.
1: He wore makeup. Yes, he did. Oh, no. Yeah. But back then, that was, you know, different times, different times, yeah, different times. Yeah, sure. um, So, and let's say... No, it, I was playing Montano, who the director thought I was so gifted that yes. he had me deliver most of my lines facing upstage. I was... Shakespeare's hard, yeah, sure. And I was luckily a part of some really killer Shakespeare productions back in Chicago, but But I always, I always felt like I was like the runt. Like I was like, there's the people that just it's so eloquently a a gift to their lips. They pick up the text and they just get it. And I got cast, I think maybe off of like some weird thing I brought to the audition, some cool idea I had. Boy, that was a hard show. But I auditioned in April for The Dark Knight for one of the bank robbers at the beginning of the film. You know A- who
0: one of the bank robbers is? The older brother in Blossom.
1: Isn't that right?
0: Yeah, deal What's- with it. I am watching Blossom because times are tough. <laughs> the new Blossom or the Not original? Call me Cat. Although last night we threw on Call Me Cat, honestly, to go like, let's see how time has yeah, treated. Sure. Um my 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 Mayam? My, 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 my? Uh Mayam, I hope you hear this. You look great, and it's fantastic. not just about look. I was like, does she still care yeah. about like comedy? Does she does she have it in is she bringing her bringing it, and she's bringing it. Oh, that was really pleased. I was really so. I was like, what is everyone on block? Sorry to interrupt. We're gonna, no, you're gonna g- no look way. them up. Like what? what is where's the, the brother? brother? And what is he in? Yeah, he's the one that gets shot in the back while he's turning off the alarm, turning off the alarm up on the roof. Yeah. What about um, Joey Lawrence, buddy? Don't get me started. On oh, okay.
1: Words. Because why? Not? I mean, do you have
0: forty-five minutes. Sure. This is.
1: <laughs> I apparently
0: let me let me just give you a
1: gift. Apparently, I have until one. I just found out. I'm, I'm good. I, <laughs> okay, I, go I don't ahead. have to be back at work until like after let one. Let me
0: tell you, uh, it's worth giving it a goo. Go ahead and start with uh, nothing. My love can't do for you, baby. Okay. Which is the hit that we? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's it. Goes goofy. It goes off road. He shaves his head. I remember and I'm that. I'm pretty sure he starts. Look, this, this is sounding, I don't want to sound like a shock jock and be like, just because he's doing kind of like quasi-religious Oh, like, okay. Like earnest, Kirk Cameron-y kind of it's thing? It's very, you know who it really reminds me of? and I, we, Val and I talked about this. Corey Feldman. Remember when Corey oh, went on the Today Show? Oh, yeah. It's very Michael Jackson-y, and I'm about to blow your DD. That's what I call you now. Duncan Donuts, right? No, no, yeah. Of course. Like, <laughs> i was I'm there. You were there. I was on like, it. it. It's been my name my whole life. Yeah. Um, I'm about to blow your DD. Uh Joey and Corey didn't have childhoods and then became obsessed with the icon of the performer who didn't have a childhood. Yeah. And then emulated him yeah. and continued to make music where they're all but yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. but doing that. I'm like, "Oh my god." Wow. And I, when I said that to Val, you know what she said? "Whoa." <laughs> which was utter perfection
1: please i thought yeah. he was dancing like doing stage dancing with dc talk but maybe i'm wrong that i can't believe you know decent clean talk come on we need to talk you, you don't know where at my background i don't uh, i
0: know yours. i just know that cat says that we would get along and by the way i'm gonna call it stamp friends it's already happened it's happened but it's i happened.
1: didn't know we shared did you see the tattoo i got of you all right anyway That's no hilarious. i love i love her for making this lower happen ass. she manifests <laughs> she it's not like lower, on the ass it's, it's like a, lo- right in the mid-thigh it's range flirting lo- right with the idea of because jumping of the work, onto the ass. because of the work i don't want to like inhibit you know the time <laughs> needed for makeup to cover up so i find really special secret <laughs> because places <of> the
0: work. <laughs> i see people in chairs getting their Tattoos
1: but, covered well, and They I'm are like that's the really famous people. It's cool. They can do it. I i have a tattoo in hey, every They're like, next. Yeah, um, that's
0: so funny. So, okay, so you're
1: in Othello and Dark Knight, we were oh, talking about. Dark yes, Knight. I auditioned for. Now, okay. Quick, very quick, I'm going to give you a 30-second catch-up here. Grew up in Kansas, loved the the arts and drama and theater, undiagnosed depression, raised an incredibly uh, oppressive evangelical atmosphere where instead of getting mental health treatment, you were sent for prayer. And because of that, I started to find the power of drugs and alcohol as my way of coping, uh, though I did have a passionate love for humanity and good things and I I felt like there was a purpose uh, which slowly just eroded even though I started to find uh, the power of acting Mm. got this last minute miraculous scholarship because we had no money to go to Chicago and study theater at one of the most prestigious acting conservatories during which time my addiction and mental health crisis only got worse Mm. so by the time I graduated ready to go into the working world of acting with some great opportunities like some of the best theaters in the country at that point I lost everything, and I uh, attempted suicide numerous times from childhood up to that point, ended up homeless, ended up uh, through a series of what I now describe as miracles, which have nothing to do with levitation or changing things from one matter to another, but the confluence of science, the kindness of strangers, um, the power of group, uh, dynamic, Mm. was able to get my life back, never thought I'd act again, started the recovery journey, Five years into living a sober life as a daytime telemarketer, nighttime uh, usher at a movie theater, uh, <laughs> living in a small apartment in uptown Chicago, was invited back on stage, which led to a casting director cat bringing me in for something – Got to audition for The Dark Knight. Now, as I showed you when I walked in your incredible home, <laughs> oh so God. comfy that, and tucked away know. and feel safe. Now that you know. I had a comic book that I presented you. I've been collecting and reading comic books my whole life. Batman, the Joker, all of that world has shaped me since childhood. So there you are. I get this audition for Christopher Nolan's, the sequel to Batman Begins, which I loved so much. And in the audition, I'm a clown, automatically assuming... And he's going to be connected to the Joker somehow. So I come up with this audition for this bank heist scene. Get to actually audition for Christopher Nolan in this small room. Three days later, they're shooting this bank heist sequence in Chicago. All my actor friends from the Chicago community, except for the guy who played the older brother on Blossom, apparently, who I didn't know, yeah, um, yeah. are shooting good, are shooting the this scene, and I'm crushed, devastated because that was my chance to me. Like I thought, I, I thought like that was the opportunity. Yeah, ended up. You're not doing four months of Othello. That was April, May, June, July. The show closes on my birthday, uh, in July. And I got this call that I was not only going to be in the movie, the Batman movie. I was like, what? They, They shot that scene four months ago. They said different character. He actually wanted you for something when he saw what you did for that audition wanted you for sales, so then i go to their offices i sign this i've never been in a movie set before i've never done a fitting what's it i mean i've done i guess i've done a a theater fitting but it, it just all was so different it's not the same and they make me sign these ndas and blah 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 and they give me these pages to prepare and it's a guy in a truck with the joker chasing batman through gotham city and i say there he is let's get him and I prepare I drove my little uh, – I had an Alero at that time, I was driving around Chicago, like getting in care – like creating the atmosphere for myself and my imagination because I had like a week to prepare. <laughs> I, I did the whole scene and then I showed up to work and they said, that's not actually what you're doing. This is, this is what you're doing. And I was like, well, how – Okay. How and long I did
0: you have to look at it?
1: That morning. I went to set and we shot the sequence where I've been shot. I'm in the back of the ambulance. That was the first thing we shot. So you, shoot, you as you know, you shoot things out of sequence. That's the magic of movies, everyone magic listening. Movies. Um, there's my, I think I said 30 seconds. It was about two minutes, but that gets us up to that point and why that was such a profoundly impactful moment in my life because... So then the next day you shot the on your knees The next day series. we shot the stuff um in the parade for like the parade uh, sequence yeah. took a few days. Then I was off for a month and then I got to go to London um where we did the sequence where he has me kidnapped and is interrogating me with a gun. Now, the funny I'm glad thing glad you is, had
0: time to prepare for that, because that's that's an intense scene. That scene is, yeah, where I say,
1: I don't know any- I only have two lines. I don't know anything, and yeah, you wouldn't. You,
0: you break. You, but like, he psychically breaks me. break. Yes. And I- It's very memorable. It's really well done. I hope you're proud of it. I am- I am. I'm, I I'm hope very, you're proud of I, what you did, like condescending. But it's isn't so Isn't that good. a weird
1: word, proud? Don't you feel- yeah. Don't you hate- Do you have- I'm sure you grew up with people who will be like, Pete- so proud of you. I see what you've done in your life. I'm just so proud of you. And my wife and I both get like, and if you're listening and you've said that to me, it's okay. I find (laughs) it in my heart to forgive you. No, you don't need to be forgiven. I get that you're coming from
0: a place of kindness and love and I understand that, but it's something feels. I know what it is. I think I have a guess. It's making it about you. What you did made me feel something that's noble and you should actually be kind of impressed that I'm so big that I'm proud of you. What I would say is
1: like just knowing you. And your work and the way I think you've used your um, space in this world and your gift for making people think about things and also laugh. I mean, you've definitely made me and and my wife uh, laugh a lot in our lives and we appreciate that. And so I'm grateful to you, but I could say like right now sitting here, even if I had not just met you, although you thought it was 10 minutes ago, I actually met you a while ago, but we'll get into that. It's okay. (laughs) I wrote Um, it down, Kumail. I could say I'm proud that I get to know you right now. Like I'm really proud that you want to talk to me. That makes yeah. that that's okay, I think. Yeah, that's or I would good. say I'm really proud that to be your friend. Yeah, that sounds like gratitude. My son and daughter I'll say I'm proud of you because F it, I can tell them they're mine. I yeah. made them. Yeah. I can be proud of them. Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: That was a weird tangent. But I feel like no, I, I hear, always think about that and talk But when about I say I don't know if it's virtue signaling or whatever, but if I I guess I'm asking you to feel I'm asking you to feel something. Like I'm proud of your career. It, it's like what ownership do you have? Yeah, there? it's it's. Yeah, I guess we it can went be to a little high bit school strange. together. Yeah, I I think and when it is nice someone high from high school that wasn't nice to you and they say that there is something <laughs> so sticky about it.
1: Yeah, really anyway. proud
0: of you. Really, but proud. I'm proud of myself. I think that overcoming. I have
1: the privilege of being a white cisgendered male living in the you know 21st <laughs> century who gets the opportunities that I know don't come as easily. To any other gender orientation or race or national uh, or you know origin, so there's that. But overcoming that addiction, <laughs> heroin addiction, suicidal depression, yes. um mental illness, uh, trying to break free of the shackles of some of the stuff that I think was imposed upon me from a young age. All of that, I'm still proud of yes, that, yes, yes. and I. And I and I and I'm grateful. I'm I'm more grateful than anything. I don't know if I feel as proud of myself as I probably should, but I wake up every morning grateful. with a deep well of gratitude. Yes. I can't believe I'm sitting here with you. I can't believe I just left a fitting for this really cool character. I'm gonna wear this makeup. I can't believe I have this incredible wife and these children and this life that I'm so blessed
0: to that's have it. I'm so grateful if we just got together to do this that would be worth it because oh. gratitude is really 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 powerful medicine mm. really really powerful medicine also when you said that beautiful thing about how it's been easier for you as a cis white male I, was, I said edit it edit that out and you didn't hear me <laughs> usually we wear headphones so you can hear what I whisper but cut you didn't that. hear yeah good that's really sweet cut that cut that um, out oh wow cut that's really that. noble oh that's that that so woke cut of that you. out <laughs> <you. God. laughs> but I'm it forward. is it's absolutely it's an absolute true it's absolute truth
1: yeah. and for me to walk around and go look what I did you know Yes, I did. Yes, I, I did it through a, I didn't get to go to a a fancy rehab or anything. I did, I was, I was against my will, you know, put into a state psych facility several times where you're kind of tied to a bed and that's how you withdraw. And I Mm. did though have the support of a family that never gave up on me. They didn't enable me, but they did not give up on me. So like my sister helped find this sliding skill. Rehab, I could go to in Kansas, which is where I grew up. I went and lived in a uh, halfway house you know, for a while and learned the skills and tools needed for recovery. So um, all that aside, the number of times I just got either beat up or let go by cops when I was buying drugs, I don't believe if I hadn't been white that it, that would have been the same. Oh, wow. I don't believe that. I don't believe that um, the employment opportunities provided to me you know, I don't. All of the structure that went into where, yeah. so I, I don't, I don't take lightly the sense right, that I, all... I want to create equitable access to mental health and recovery um, uh, paths forward for people, regardless of you know.
0: So you you were in drug deals where the
1: cops showed up. I would have bought what happened to me several times. I lived in Chicago during the majority of my. Um, Active use, I was homeless for about two years, lived either out of a car or just on the streets. Two years. And I did some time while living in that car, running drugs from like Chicago down south or... To, i went to seattle at one point briefly but most of it was in chicago and there was circumstances and if i wrote a film about addiction and about love animals. called animals yeah. yeah so if anyone gets a chance to watch it the the sequences in that i don't consider that movie to be autobiographical it's not my biopic but it there nothing in that film didn't actually happen to me except for there's like a computer kind of uh Uh, uh, scam that the character that I play pulls and I wrote that to really exemplify how smart the character is that's kind of wasting his potential on these scams but being beaten up by the cops when I would come out of a buy getting pulled over and having drugs on me what happened to me and this is in the film I was put in an alley and one cop put on his leather gloves and the other cop you know he said do you know what these are and i was like no because i kept saying i don't have any drugs I, I kept lying you know and saying i don't have any. i had them tucked deep under my balls um <laughs> deep, deep under balls. there Beep. like they could have gotten sucked Near right the tattoo up of yeah me. i have I'm a assuming tattoo at that time you well, still have a
0: tattoo of me that's
1: just a reminder <laughs> and every morning when i'm doing happy baby pose
0: in front of the mirror <laughs> There I am, my
1: well of gratitude, yes, right side my up. Work. Actually,
0: because um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and, upside
1: down. And he said, "Face or body?" And I said, "I didn't understand still." And he's like, "Do you want it in the face or body?" I said, "Body, body," because I, I, as in, at that point, I was in theater training and I was going to be performing soon. I didn't want bruises all over my face, so I got wailed on in the body. And they would, and then several times they took the cash that I, if I hadn't bought yet, they'd take the cash that i had um whoa but i, I, I for all of those face negative experiences face or body and then the way, and i had i didn't break the ribs but the bruising on my ribs from that beat down was bad yeah not really trying to be funny who, but who be picks funny? face a, I'm, I'm just curious Oh, who picks face you know that's a really good question um there's a there's someone out there that, that is like face. I haven't been able to afford the nose readjustment I've been hoping right.
0: for. I feel like we're taking a swing there's here. There's a chance that my there's path a possibility. Going away. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a that's a dark area that we just went into, but I appreciate the dark. Yes, and but like also somebody might pick face Goodwill hunting style, which is why fuck him. That's why fuck him. Like yeah. you go oh, ahead and okay. hit me in the face. Face, yeah. go for it. Yeah, it's not as. Uh, it might be harder to beat somebody up in the face. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I didn't go face. Don't um, go, go face. Go by.
0: I. Her. I. I. Yeah. I. I. I will say the quick. I'm so sorry that happened to you. By the way, rips aside. What a. What a nightmare. And what a nightmare to think that stuff like that is still happening. One really wonderful story, though, speaking of like
1: law enforcement, I mean, that's a that's a that's such a tricky uh, gray area world that's filled with so much so many like uh, powder kegs that we could talk 15 episodes about. But, you know, what is policing doing in in underserved communities where drug sales are such a part of the economy of that experience? What is what what are we doing? Why is the system so broken? How has it been broken since Reagan effed everything up? Like, what is really? going on is is, is jacked up and, and there's that part of you if you look at it from which I try to do even in animals from the law enforcement side of things where they're like our friend just got shot in the face so F you you spoiled kids coming in here buying drugs we're taking your money we're going to beat the crap out of you because we know if they did throw me in the paddy wagon if I got arrested a week later I was going to be back there, so I will say one. It's like hurt people,
0: hurt people. They're they're coming from a place of pain. Yes, and you there's you're, no yeah. solution. Everybody's in that everybody's, world. everybody's. It's a it's a yeah. game of escalation. Yeah, and one really, endless retaliation. There's whole tribes in the Amazon that just keep murdering another person. In the it's other been tribe going on retaliating something that happened hundreds of years ago, and it just keeps happening. I mean, you've been to Encino lately? <laughs> just kidding. Sorry, I don't know what that even. That was, was fun.
1: <laughs> that was fun. so. I one day was buying in a project in a particularly dangerous area where the gang that ran that project's dealings kind of ran the whole part of the West Side. Mm. And I scored, came down to my car, and there is an older gentleman cop. They were uh, vice cops, uh, so they were like, with flak jackets, but not in, like, police uniforms, you know? And, like, they have their badge on a chain around them. I was their picturing badge on, yeah. badge on a chain. badge it's on a right chain. It's right out of the
0: shield. Which did... Was it TV that did that first? Like, it seems like something the cops would have been, like... They saw, on MCIS. Like, they saw
1: Michael Chiklis doing it. <laughs> yeah. like, that guy looks That's badass. Because cool. um, it
0: really looks like it's a badge, but it's also Mr. T. Yeah. It's like a very strange choice. You're right. But it's um, a cool choice. It is cool. Heat, but are they uh, supposed to be cool? Yeah, uh, Right, yeah. he. It's intimidating.
1: It yeah. is intimidating. Yeah. But, yeah. but he's staying there, and he has two rookies, a, wo- a young woman and a young man with him. And he... You know he he says you know where are the drugs and I said I don't know what you're talking about I, I don't know what drug you're talking about. and this guy gets
0: wait well, wait acting exercise yeah give me I don't know if if you like acting I, games, I do the, no no
1: I went in there and uh, I want you to no, say
0: I don't know what you're talking about the way you said it this is what well yeah I went in
1: I, I no <laughs> I, I I went in I mean this is definitely I'm not yeah. lying obviously yeah. I'm here buying right now and I didn't they're they they're sold out so I he said to come back in an hour I'm sorry like I you can search me I don't have anything on me that's what he said God, that's pretty good I. They, Pretty good story. They're sold, it sold out is just an obvious term that means like that spot is sold out. So I like went in and um, he sold out. He was like, don't lie. He's like, I know you bought. Um, and he said, my daughter is an addict. And I've watched and it's, it, it, I've, I'm so sorry for you. And I'm sorry for what you're going through. And I know what hell it is to be an addict. And mm-hmm. I know that I can, um, I can arrest you right now. And I'll see you back here next week. Um, and I want you to tell me where the drugs are. And I was like, I swear, man, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you for saying that. Like, I have no, I don't know because he wouldn't sell to me. He's out right now. And, uh, and he goes really loudly. So second, so on the second floor, like it's which one though, like down that hall, are you, and it was that guy because there's they're spotters now at the windows and there's kids pretending like they're playing basketball right there yeah, like who are they're working. Wired, they're yeah. all, there's a communication of code going on. Yeah. He starts talking and he's leaning in close to me like, and I'm like, what are you doing? Please stop doing this. And he's like, okay. And are you sure it was that one, that guy? And I'm like, why? And he goes, I know I can't, If I, you'll be back here in a week if I arrest you, but you know you can't ever come back here now. And I couldn't come back there because they, in front of all these people, it looked like I just narked on them. Whoa! And he goes, "All right, I'm going to let you keep your dope. Thank you so much for for that. Thank you." Whoa! And I got in my car and drove away, and that was all, genuinely the last time I copped dope on the west side of Chicago. And it, and it was um, very soon after that that I I found myself in the in the hospital. Yeah in the hospital for... I attempted uh, suicide. I didn't believe that l- le- that that life was worth living. I absolutely was convinced that the people in my life who love me and cared about me would be so much better off without me in the world. And that as much as it was going to hurt to rip the band-aid off to, for them to have to mourn for a month or two, the life of... Like, I was never getting out from under this. To me, I mm. was a lifer. There was no way to escape. There's no way to support that habit at that point. So I was constantly stealing, lying, betraying, disappointing people, Hurting people—that um, was the way out. So I just had can, 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 and I had been struggling, like I said, with suicidal ideation. Fifth grade was the first time I wrote a letter and 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 it and and put together my first attempt. Um, Fifth, so grade? it had only gotten much
0: worse since. Yeah, was that circumstantial or was it? Do you feel like it was chemical?
1: I'm not. I'm no
0: doctor. Yeah, as but Steve I mean,
1: Agee would remind me, I am no doc. But you're no I doctor man, Pete, I believe. After my, my life experience, that it is a confluence of, you know, biological propensity because of genetic, um, uh, the way my body and brain were, were created, that looking at my, my family tree, there is a... Um, there is a there is a pattern of anxiety and depression that has run deep and strong, and also a, a, a propensity towards addiction, an mm-hmm. addictive uh, the the disease of addiction. Mm-hmm. So I believe there was that already kind of cooked into this. Then we had you know a a a a um. A grandfather who was a pederast. We had a, you know, a, a, my parents had a very volatile marriage. Again, like I said earlier, I was raised in in, a, in an, an environmental an environment of of spiritual and religious teachings that, although in some ways could be comforting and reassuring, actually were imbued with so much fear and um, uh, darkness that that kind of messed me up. Um, of course, I lived in a toxically kind of patriarchal community and you know it was all of that so i believe it's a combination of the things yeah but you know i was i was struggling very hard and i wrote a i wrote a goodbye uh and and i believed that filled with spelling error. filled errors. with terror. i mean fifth grade this is you, this is funny no, I'm I, to, I, I would a laugh dark area. <laughs> i laugh at that joke but here's the truth and this is like gonna hurt to hear the teacher, and I have had so many amazing teachers in my life. Like, teachers have saved my life. I love teachers, and I and I I think we don't value teaching or education the way we should at all in this country. Mm. But like this one bad I had one bad teacher, really, of my whole lot, one bad teacher. It just sucks that it happened to be that year when my brain was really starting to mouth to go dark places. Mm. I got in big trouble. And she busted, she found it in my journal and then really took me to town on it like this isn't funny this is and she was a very stern old uptight the woman you see like hitting kids with rulers and like a yeah you know uh thing and then because my because uh, therapy mental health psychiatry was so stigmatized in the community in which i lived i was sent to a christian counselor I can. Can I tell you this oh, quick story? Guy. Yeah, it's a great of story. Of course, it's very funny. Is everybody ready to laugh? Get your whoopee cushions out because this is. Who's got the fart spray? <laughs> I I that's next level. Fart spray smells so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, fill a whoopee cushion with fart God, spray. God, that stuff is unforgivable. Yeah. Someone needs to be like
0: arrested who invented fart spray. But it must have been by accident. They were trying <laughs> to make a beautiful perfume. <laughs> the makers of dracar noir <laughs> and Whoops. they called the owner of spencer's gifts and they said we've got
1: yeah, yeah your yeah. stock's about to go through the roof <laughs> oh, we've <God>. got some <laughs> oh god weird birthday cards and fart spray and edible underwear yes um, and oddly sexual things <laughs> and yes. black light posters yes so pete i get taken to this guy's office who has like framed diploma looking things on his walls just to recap just found it and was and then mad then reported at you it to, yes and then that was it wasn't like reported, oh my
0: god we need to help this boy no. was like shame on you yes right? yes okay, yes and reported wow.
1: it then to um my parents and my mom was concerned like cried and was very upset that i would why because that's a it's a a mortal sin to take your own life so why would you even think that's and it's the most quote unquote this is not my my words people listening because i don't believe this at all it's the most selfish thing you can ever do mm. was what you was was what that's i what, heard that's that is the most the 80s, selfish sure, yeah. thing you could ever do yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like
0: those are the two things <gasps> you go to hell and forever. it's the most selfish forever. thing forever by yeah, the way yeah.
1: the, the the fixation and the and the, the the fixated thoughts that i was struggling with at that age and the repetitive thoughts that i have learned how to work through and deal with and racing thoughts were all about Eternity and infinity, because I was very obsessed with the idea of living in a place where I'm walking around on a golden street forever, which sounded so horrible to me. But I was afraid to say that out loud because that was big oh, trouble. You're very smart. And you I must would have a very lay in IQ. bed as a little kid and just think about this long sidewalk of forever. <laughs> And how horrible that sounded to me, where everyone around me was like, "Ah, everyone else is wrong. We're going to be up there forever and everyone else is going to burn. And I I want to have
0: have you since just because we're we're, you're so brilliant. I'm really loving this. I just want to interject. Eternity doesn't mean time going forever. Eternity means there is no time. The difference that is. Have you?
1: But I wasn't. It, that was not the the mindset at that end. Yeah, of course. Gaining I just that to wisdom and getting you, yeah. into to the everything from by the time high school came and I had started to explore my own, you know, yeah. value system yeah. and ideas and being introduced to everyone from Stephen Hawking to, you know, poets that were were delving into that world was right. really helpful for right. me. But at that time
0: Of course I was, just wanted to say it yeah. to you today, David. I had, it's a liberating had eternal way of experiences that, you know, but you can't even talk about them but i i can tell you that i was like it didn't go it didn't feel like this when's this going to end it <laughs> didn't feel like that because there's no Time. Time. It's, so it, 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 it's it a it construct goes beyond, that doesn't exist in that space. Exactly. It it, it goes outside of the three dimensions or the four dimensions of time as the fourth dimension. It's completely outside of it. So I'm so with you. I was like, eternity sounds insane. It sounds like its and own it, form of torture. It's even... And when people were like, you're praising God all day, I'm like, it's church all day all forever? Day, forever. I was like, I'm not making fun of the Latter-day Saints. Their, their belief and this is probably a bad Mormon told me this, but it was like you get your own planet and you have your own wives, celestial wives, and you have to populate the planet. Like you have sex and you make a soul. And I was like, that's Let's a make better- that movie. <laughs> Let's write that. Get X-rated me movie. a yellow notepad. <laughs> but it's, I was like, at least that's a better swing at like totally. what might be fun forever. That, like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Not, because it's more honest. It's like your God- you have a planet, and you have you tons of up. wives, and you fuck all day. Fill it up. That's and it was all like you do. And then you get to uh, they Walk worship around. you, yeah. and you. And I was like, okay, maybe. But even that, David, in in on a scale of time, that gets old over time. All does. All, all gets will. old. Yes. Um, I it doesn't think... matter what's happening. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, well,
1: well. So I get taken to this office with this gentleman, the bearded counselor. gentleman, older gentleman. Who's got yeah? Like some, it looks like what you would imagine a therapist office. There's like a framed diploma, but it's probably from. It might have been from like Oral Roberts U or something, <laughs> right? And he's got um, some iconography around the space, but it felt safe to me. And he's like, "What's going on?" And I start talking about I lay in bed, and these are the things I think about. And I think it sounds like well, I don't. Un- I don't understand why we keep. Why do we wake up? Like I, these are the thoughts I was having at that age. Like why are we wake? Like why are we we know that we know where this is kind of like going. And also, I just feel you mean death, sad. Yes, I feel like um, I don't want to get any older. I had all these
0: plaguing thoughts, and I was very sad. It's no country for old men. This Anton Sugar is after us. Why keep running with Why the money? Keep running? Why not just yeah.
1: face the inevitable? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, let the pit bulls eat me. Yeah. Um, and I, which is also Liam Neeson. What is that movie where the wolves are after him? Yeah. Um, it's another The Wild. Uh, It's something like that. Yeah. But he's—that's a, a not, like you're not alone. Still, people are still making art about like why run from the wolves? They why get are we running you in the from end. the 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 inevitable? Yeah, um, keep
1: going. And he he listened intently to me for a while and had notes and everything and we got he to the end of a like a 50 like, minute <laughs> oh man this
0: is fucking nuts dude
1: <laughs> lava lamp uh I've, he started the first podcast ever recorded <laughs> uh, without like, my permission would you uh, mind no consent, <laughs> com slash weird real
0: quick man
1: so he we get to the end of the session and he goes <clears throat> you masturbate and i i froze because i was at that point in my life masturbating and i and that's was, what he took listen from you. listen yes. this is as this is as I'm effed dead. up as it gets i was 10 yeah because it's like fifth grade okay yeah. and i go and I was, and it was a huge source of the guilt and shame. So I thought maybe he's onto something because maybe that is, you know, in there. Because at nighttime was my worst moments, and I would use masturbating as actually a salve first addiction. to the. It was my first addiction. So I would. Yeah. It felt. It was the only thing that felt good at night. By
0: the way, when I say addiction, I don't mean masturbation is bad. I mean anything used that you.
1: Yes, eating of, chocolate's amazing. Yeah, of it can be an addiction. Working out is amazing. It can be an addiction. You know what Val and I
0: said about addiction. I, I was because I, I struggle with food addiction too it's like I took a handful of goldfish because we have a daughter and now we have goldfish now. Yeah, God, took a handful I goldfish. of goldfish just the white weird flour foods. and cheese and I, I, I'm just like getting high off of it and I, I my brain goes I know I say what? how much would be enough because I was going to get another handful I just kept going and my brain went never <laughs> and I was like that's how you know it's, it's an addiction enough, yeah. it's never enough <laughs> there's no you open amount. the weird like foldy top of the
1: bag yes. you can just. Jo- and the, you yeah. see your
0: reflection in the silver lining. And now they've got
1: all the different fun <laughs> colors and flavors. Um, I don't care for so the colors, but yes. <laughs> <he's-> <laughs> I'm I'm a big guy into like dyed foods. I love it. I think because I read Green Eggs and Ham as a kid, but I love the idea of dyed foods, and I love anything blue. If you put present me with anything blue, I'll eat or drink it, and it drives my wife crazy because she's like, you know, that's not a good piece of cake. You know, that's not good icing. You know, that's not a good soda. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's blue. It brings me joy. Interesting.
0: I'm going to introduce you to. And you're
1: wearing that shirt like I a know. snack over oh there. Oh my um, God.
0: Blue green algae, <sighs> spirulina. These yes, are very the healthy. things. I do picks. the spirulina all the time. There you go. Yeah. Um, at- so
1: he says to me, you masturbate. And I, <laughs> and I go, I go, I go, I go, I go, I go because this is the moment I'm going to get my help. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What do you think about it? And at that point, I did have a crush on a girl named Melanie. I won't say her last name because we're still friends, but Can I would think I, I wanted correct? a boat. You cannot guess, <laughs> Melanie Holmes. No, um, she, we had. And we're a good-looking group. <laughs> I, I dreamt that I was always would would think that I was on the deck of a boat, and I would like a pirate, and I would tie her to the mast of the boat. Yeah. And I didn't know what sex was. I didn't understand the like mechanics of it. So in my fantasies, I just had her tied up kind of to the boat and. And we'd like kiss, and that was kind of as far as it went. Right, um, of course. And he goes, mm, okay. So the, the 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 assessment and my diagnosis was what he said was when you feel you know the impulse to do that. And he's writing on his pad like it's like almost like a, he's going to give me a prescription. Am I going to get Zoloft? What am I about to get? Yeah. And he wrote like four or five scriptures down for me, and he was like, when you feel that impulse, you need to read these. Because when you do that, boner, like you're making good it. R- you're making it work. Like if you can stop this behavior, those feelings that you're having are going to go away. That was the. That was the treatment I was given. That all of my depression, all of my anxiety, was caused by jay the fact it.
0: that I was jay in it. Can I just say, you've said several things, and I make jokes because please it, do. It's, I, I need. I like them. laughing, but like because I could cry. I know, but like I'm so sorry. Thank you.
1: I'm sorry for that kid. I love holding that kid too. inside of myself, and the I work love that I've done kid. in therapy. And I think about eight David, ten David, fourteen David, sixteen David, twenty David. All of those Davids. When I'm out of my frontal cortex, when I'm triggered into a zone of outside of my my best self, my yeah. my my true self, those guys need to just be loved and held. And told. it's okay. Okay, You're safe.
0: So we just got this hot tub.
1: Uh And I, we just got a hot tub. Did you? Yeah, but sorry, I don't want to make it about me. But we just got a great
0: hot tub. I'm go proud ahead. of you. Then I make it about me. Yeah. But I feel Please, pride for you. you. <laughs> I get in it. My parents just visited. We'll get. We. we I, I'm not. But anyway, I need nurturing. I have weighted blankets. I, I, I now I get I in the hot that. tub. I love it. And I'm like, I just curl up. I mm-hmm. hold my nose. I go underwater, mm-hmm. and it's all. I, and Val was like, "Man, we're so lucky to, to that we have this life where you can have a hot tub, for example." And I was like. Yes. And there's this reparenting going on. Val is all about reparenting. We put our hands on our hearts Mm -hmm. like this, Mm -hmm. like that nurturing touch. And you just go like, that must be so hard for you. Don't worry. I got you now. All that stuff. Like, and I think about that guy. So I wrote a book called comedy sex. God, if I was going to summarize it, it would be a Christian boy feels bad about touching his ding dong, but wants to love God or love reality or whatever, or love, love. And Rob Bell, who is a, a, formerly Christian, I, I don't know what what to call him. He, he's a Christ-leaning spiritual mm-hmm. teacher. Yes. He was r- doing a book reading with me, and he was just like, I just wish someone had said to you, to me and to you, like this guy, it's okay. And it was a guy. You know, I'm not saying all guys are, are the same, but most guys, like, he could have reparented himself through you. Like, mm-hmm. he could have healed himself Absolutely. and been like, buddy. Yeah. Like, how badly... Did little David want somebody to just go like, it's totally normal. Buddy, totally It's okay. Normal. You're dealing with stress. You're dealing with a level of hormones. By the way, you know how you can't remember pain? Mm-hmm. Like you, your brain won't allow you to remember pain. Right. You can't remember how horny you were when you were 10, 12, 13. It was you around can't. the clock. Yeah. Non-stop. Non-stop. My joke was like, my mom must have thought I had the flu or something. Would just I jerked constantly. in
1: church one time. <laughs> I was so horny with a Bible because I was a oh sideways whacker. I wasn't around. This is gross, yeah, but I fine. wasn't a wrap around. I was a a rub against things. A grinder. A grinder. Thank yeah, you. Sure. That's where the. Yeah, great. <laughs> so I was a grinder against t- t- tables, against my hands, yes. against f- hard surfaces. The bed. And one point, it, the bed. I hope you but, but the bed. I had to, had to everyone actually. visit well. I had to go under the bed because I needed a harder surface than a mattress. It had to be like firm enough. Interesting. Yes. And I thought when I was grow up and when I would get married and finally be able to have sex, that we my partner that. she would lay behind me and make a firm. Board, kind of like a, like a, we're going to karate chop a board with her hands. And yes. that's how
0: sex would work in my, in my little uh, untaught way, brain. You're, I really appreciated your earnestness. I always hear Mike Berbiglia's voice. He's always, are, are, if we're not telling secrets, who cares? And also, like, what is this assumption that we are going to live forever and ever? And like, you'll tell you these great stories later. You'll be honest later. You'll help people and heal people with your story later. At some you're point. You're doing it now. We got to. And I really appreciate that. Imagine sexuality being available. You know what I mean? Just being like, n- not the secret shameful thing. It's like out in the open and and it's okay. And
1: the difference between acting, um, our, our behaviors, um, you know, when we begin to practice the use of our bodies and our interaction with the bodies of others, as opposed to what our brains uh, are capable of, as yeah. far as the development of that, if it was in a safe space where people were allowed to talk openly without all of the crazy and problematic thinking that's been imposed upon it, like what a healthier world we'd have. And we're, getting, we're getting there in certain parts of our society and others are obviously going hard back the other direction. Yeah. So I'm grateful to be raising my children in an environment right now where uh, if they want to talk about you name it, masturbation, um, sex, um, sexuality, um, what a gender identity could mean, what sexual identity can mean and in an age appropriate way that is comforting to them and makes them feel safe. And it's so powerful. This is reparenting. It is reparenting. My son, um, you know, who was just ex- exhibiting some behavior that reflects, you know, anxiety and depression. You asked me earlier, well, is it because, was I depressed as a child because of circumstance or because of genetics? I, and as I said, I believe it's such a confluence. I think I it's think such it's a, sure. a, a a recipe. And I was so devastated when I started seeing behaviors in my own progeny that reflected some of the struggles that I've progeny, had. Progeny, nice. And I- Nice word. Well, I'm a big Scrabble guy. I love um, that. And I, your X-I. I, I go, <laughs> I cried so hard recently because I go, I just, and with the addiction element, you know, somebody who's barely survived addiction, I go, did I just give the, cause I used to say, I'm never having kids. I don't know. Why would I bring children into this effed up world? Why would I bring children into a world that 2016 could happen? Why would I bring children into a world that yesterday could happen? Mm. Uh, why would I bring children into a world that any of this could happen? Um, that's one part of the brain that I have to resist because I believe in the potential. I believe well, in the beauty of
0: Anton Sugar is going to get me. Why, why bring someone in that's going to die? Why don't we unless just? Unless you believe that life. Let's throw a rave, drink the Kool Aid, and say goodbye. Yeah, no,
1: that's I'm not doing that. Right, sure. And there is a potential, Senator and there's Jones such beauty, Town? and we can unify. It's
0: yeah, um, sick, <laughs> sick. No, it is. My references are so but sick. No, but, yes, but that's but us. that's was that's yes. us. Don't act like I'm not saying you are. What you're doing is you're bringing these things out into the open, and we should. When we other Jim Jones, yeah, and we go like, "What a bunch of nuts!" You go like, "Shh, somewhere in there, you're fucking, you're like nuts too." Yeah, like it's so easy to scapegoat whatever it might be. It's been massive for me to go.
1: Um, where's my MAGA compassion knowing that I was raised in, in MAGA? That's right. Like, that helps me. It does, because I I have to find the kernels of ma- of compassion and, and find myself in others. It's just in you another car. My undeveloped
0: problem. It, it, it's you in another car.
1: Can we... Probably a truck. Can I get that? I, oh, that's such a great but way to look at it.
0: When it's, I see a, a Trump flag or something, I, I love sharing this. I, I used to go, what, an idiot, or, or whatever, or women for Trump, or whatever it might be. And I'd just be... and. I wanted to, and it's worked. I've I've reprogrammed myself. I say something loving. I love that. Because it's you. Yeah. That's what I mean with Jim Jones. Obviously, now I'm feeling vulnerability hangover. I'm like, that was unthinkable. But like we have to know And you that it's all us. Can we bring this to the <laughs> art of it all or whatever the
1: word is, that's such a pretentious word. But like what you do, I feel like most of the Performing, I've seen from you has been a large reflection of the Pete that I'm getting to hang out with right now. Yeah, There's it's... a lot of you in characters you've created. Maybe I haven't seen some place where you've gone in Dark. a totally different direction, and if so, steer me that way because I want to see that. But I generally am playing people who hurt people a lot. Yeah, I play. I just recently played someone who, in real life, like a play a real a real person who really hurt people in a really yeah. sad way and I, and people go well how it it messes with some people for me to say well there is that potential there's a potential in all of us to be speaking of Donald Trump or to be Jeffrey Dahmer Bloody there is the potential in us to be if you any you think of i those don't things, relate
0: to Donald Trump you're in you, like if you don't relate to megalomania megal- i can never megalomania megalomania or narcissism or mm-hmm. whatever it might be you're not you're not going deep enough right. i promise you if you're just you it's writing me- it off as you are putting frosting on your own cake, and you are right. going like I am a delicious vanilla cake. But I, put pro- you, you are like in me. You don't think there is someone, a part of me that wants to be like they say. Hey, spray fuck Steel's on only- lid. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up. Of course, I do that every time I eat ice cream or, or, yeah. or whatever it might be. I am sa- ice cream yes. is not a good example, but like or wear leather or whatever. There is yes. like a nasty side that I am like. I know this is hurting the planet, but fuck it. Yeah, and and I do it. For the people I love. And, relative. And I want power. It's relative. And I want money. Yes. It's all in there. Yes. And if you don't, the first step to having it, uh, you, have you? Uh, I'm such a bore. I'm always telling the story. You're not. Iron John, Iron John. So you take Iron John out of yes. the woods and you put him in the courtyard of the castle, meaning I take my, my megalomania and my narcissism and my greed, I put it in the center of the of the courtyard in a cage. Mm-hmm. But I don't act like it's not there, but right. it's in a cage. That's that's. Think
1: about with addiction, people go, oh, 20, I have 20 years. What's today's date? The 3rd? May 3rd, I believe. Okay, May 10th will be my 20th anniversary from the last time I used wow uh, so I've been clean and sober now for 20 that means you've years. been reborn
0: cellularly
1: like almost, almost three, three times. times yeah
0: look at you with the fun facts
1: um I have people that are like not ill-intentioned that sounds like a terrible tropey character out of like a bad movie or tv show that's like oh you got 20 years do you want a glass of wine would you like a joint would you like a whatever and i really truly believe they're just uneducated or they don't or Wait, they, they go, make that or, joke or they go does it make you unco- is, are, is it okay if i have a glass
0: of wine can i have a it's beer great jim gaffigan and, joke yeah you what don't it, eat mayonnaise does it make you uncomfortable <laughs> if i eat mayonnaise should i go outside, <laughs> and, go outside and eat, eat mayonnaise eat <laughs>
1: That's actually true for my wife too. She hates mayonnaise that much and I love it that ah! much. I dip sh- stuff in mayonnaise. I she thinks it's meh. She meh. hates <laughs> it. Yeah. She <laughs> she doesn't. Ah, thank you. Um But I be- my my dark my shadow, Jungian, you can yeah. go look at it however you want, is like just down that little alley, just yeah. having a smoke, kicking it, hanging out. The minute like I the hang the white uh, flag of victory, the minute I I parade around going, I am morally superior to everybody else. I figured this out. I've beat addiction. I've beat mental health, mental uh, illness. I've beat you know toxic patriarchy. I've beat bigotry. I've beat racism. I've beat nationalism. I've beat uh capitalism. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, I'm dead in the water. That's right. That's a a moment I opened my vulnerable... And you know who who taught me that lesson? Speaking of great comedians, one of the greatest comedians to ever grace the stage in the history of comedy, I saw him live in person twice at the Kemper Arena in Kansas City. The legend, Mike Warnke... You are so fun. <laughs> True story. Who's my I, horn key? You don't know. I don't know. The Help great me. Christian comedian <sighs> who it turned out was telling all kinds of fake stories. This has all been released. When I was a kid, we would go see him. He was the, he was the king of Christian comedy. He was the... He was he was Richard Pryor and you name it all wrapped up in why he was the star of the world of Christian comedy. I can't believe and I don't Mike know this. Warnkey. Um, Warnkey. T- was was an ex-satanic priest. He this was part of his his story, because it was always led to testimony at the end. You know, it was a very great comedy show and then testimony. Ex-satanic priest, a Vietnam vet, which I think the Vietnam vet part is true, but um he he talked about this this metaphor for sitting in an oasis when he was in Vietnam because he was so tired from hiking for so long that he took off his boots and took off his flak jacket and climbed into some water and realized at that moment that he had let, he had felt like he had reached a point of victory and like had let his guard down. Now that was an allegory to tell a very problematic story that he was leading to. I'm repurposing it now and yeah. reclaiming it for my own. Yeah, You have to, when we get off, we're going to go we got to listen to a mike winky uh whole album jester I'll... in the king's court i had it on on tape and vinyl oh my god and uh i think it might disturb me he know. was on the oprah show um, because he was this ex he was oh he was claimed to have been present at sacrifices and blah blah all this stuff all p- p- fed That's into a the satanic of panic huge. I remember, Turns out he yeah. was lying about everything yeah. and got in huge trouble. I didn't know that until recently. I, I my wife made a joke about Mike Quirke because she'd heard about it listening to to a show, and I said, "How do you know who that is? <sighs> That's triggering."
0: There, there's a I I think it's young. I don't know. It, Richard Rohr told me it, it was greater your light the bigger your shadow like the closer you are to the to the light the bigger the shadow is behind you it's a great, so it's actually you actually kind of want to be in the middle in the middle <laughs> it's like that middle way like where you, you uh, human if you
1: have a burst you have a moment you've got a you got a show that everybody's watching. you got a podcast people listen to these you have the bright light moment you surround yourself with the people yes. who he's pointing truly, truly support and you and love you and believe in you and who are there for you. You As surround person, yourself. You do all the work yeah. so you can have those moments of burst where you get this, you get this, you have this huge platform where you can shine the light for a minute but then go back into the completely the nice gray, agree. go get in the hot tub and That's what it. it is. And yeah. After I this get, is me in every few position. months, I'll get a chance to be on a red carpet and someone will say something like, what do you think about child separation? And I get to go, let me tell you what I think and I'm gonna be bold right now. I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna then walk yeah. away from yeah. that and instead of studio execs or PR people going, oh, what you did? I'm just going to go surround myself with the people
0: I know, love and support me, and that are going to pat me See, and put their hands is... on my chest. Um, what are we doing acting like there's later? That, that's a Buddha quote. He goes, the mistake you make is thinking you have time. And sometimes when I talk to people, you're like the opposite of this. I'm really enjoying this, is because you seem to understand the urgency of reality.
1: <laughs> it's urgent. And at the same time, what am I working on right now? Don't just do something, sit there. That's my new mantra this week. Oh, that's great. Because I also can get into the, I've got to sell this thing, I've got to pitch tomorrow, I've got to do this thing, and I
0: go... It's not about that. It's about the stuff that we're talking about right now. I can't right imagine now. you pitching something and them not buying it for oh, twice asking. God, <laughs> like Just being you. like, I think I got to be involved with this guy. Like, send, let's do it.
1: Send me that that soundbite, please. I'm playing that. Yeah. I
0: a, a big meeting <laughs> 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 Okay. We have so many things going. You're on Mike Turnkey. You saw him twice. Satanic. But oh, we yeah. Also, Mike, we have a Mike of, Turnkey. <laughs> Mike Turnkey. He's a Turnkey operation. Yes, Warnkey. Um, but we also had the J-Off guy. What happened after that story? I found myself... Uh, my
1: siblings were all significantly older than me. The house that was very crowded went to being an almost an empty house. Uh, my mother and I, my my parents finally got divorced. Brutal, David. Long time coming.
0: I hate this. So it was just me and mom. I hate the first part that you said about your, your siblings leaving. That's like a, a they very... Had to, well, they had to go, though. I mean, they of were, course. you know, they needed to go. And... Um, they had to go work and
1: find themselves. We just were together uh, just a few days ago um, and it was incredible. They're they're the best. Um, But I, so it was my mom and I, my mom. That's not been
0: my experience with them, but keep going.
1: (laughs) My (laughs) mom um, started to recall the memories of her childhood and this whole thing about our grandfather and his pederasty and the, you know, his, 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 his predatory behavior towards the, the, the young generation, our family had been going on for generations. So she starts to go through the crisis of a divorced, a Christian woman who that's a big sin, getting a divorce, uh, dealing with being abused. Uh, How do you deal with that? She kind of um, regressed, we could say, and had a really Mm. tricky couple of years where I felt a lot of responsibility as a 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old boy, having to do way more than a boy should have at that age, as far as being the comfort and support to a parent. Uh, I I started working part-time jobs very early, um, Mm. but I found this power in involving myself because finding alcohol and drugs was great but I also got a lot of a lot of um, distraction and also sanctity in doing sport starting to find the power of the stage and drama and getting involved making friends I found friends that I'm friends with for life you know who have, who were there with me and and for me and I believe that's miraculous that they just happened to be in my proximity and that we were we became so close and um we're on such similar paths in odd ways, and and then the you know the the creeping specter of addiction and, and mental illness. Even though I became this quite successful, I mean, by the time I graduated high school, I was the co- president of the senior class, homecoming king. I was in the mu- I was riff in West Side Story. I was on the the the. I wasn't a star of, but I was good enough in the football team that I was re- being recruited to play collegiate football, which I thought was my financial ticket out of Kansas mm. to Iowa or wherever I was going next. Um, and then the power of teachers yet again coming through and saying, you know, you're, you're actually, like I had two teachers who'd both spent time in New York and it said like, you're actually like, you're, you're really good at this. Like I was doing speech and forensics and plays and they said, you want to just, think about like trying it for college and i i was like that's ridiculous like what do you do with an acting job teach (laughs) what a jerk i was no i didn't say that to them (laughs) um they were the best and they were still friends to this day but i they helped me audition for this program
0: parnell did it yesterday and he had a teacher that also was like i think you're extra special i think you extra special well you know what i mean i think you have some talent here and i
1: got to go to chicago and study acting but like i told you earlier and then unfortunately i was just not well, it, not unfortunately, it was meant to be. The the I found I quickly got deep into my addiction to opiates, which was manageable. You guys, as it is for many people, for years. Know, do you? I want- was a high functioning opiate. I was not. I was not the kid on Euphoria or the the person on many of the things we see narratively shared with us. Because for the compression of time and the need to tell story, we often have to like let's speed this up. It's not that easy. It feels so doable for so long. People can abuse opiates for years and do very well at their jobs, have great family lives. It's such a demon. It's just when you least expect it, when you're least prepared for it, there's this lever
0: and this lever and it comes when- And the floor falls out. And the floor falls out. There's a YouTube channel. I actually, I have to be in a very specific mood to watch it, but it's these black and white- uh, interviews. The, the I love those have, with know the know people. Like about? there's the 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 sex worker, yeah. the opiate addict, the, hit man, the porn star, the hitman. Those guy That guy's interviews one. are powerful. They're very powerful. And and the one.
1: What is it called? I. I I'm like. sorry to you, sir, who's put so much energy and love into those.
0: Because I if wish you I could type remember in anything, real I've life mobster interview. Yes. You'll find it. But yes. like. And it's heavy. I, I,
1: I, and he gets personally involved with some of the people. He I think so. And like he has there's the that mat. woman that he was like helping sponsor her, her and her yeah. children to get yeah. a new apartment. And it turned out she was still working, and right. he had some uncomfortable conversations.
0: Well, he has the guy back who was using heroin. I know I'm talking to someone who used heroin, so I should just talk to you. But like I, I remember he said the same thing, which was that like he had a nine to five job. He didn't have much else going on. He didn't like have a family life or uh relationships really but like he'd work had do heroin he'd work had do heroin he'd work he'd yeah. do heroin. and like the sadness in his face he was just like like you said like a demon he was just like this sucks like but the first interview he was kind of like this is working like i'm okay absolutely second interview he was like can someone like break this cycle for me I can't do it anymore there was a I was uh had several different using
1: groups that I was a part of I used by myself but scoring can be very um there's a benefit to having a little crew that you score I mean, with you feel because real
0: love for those people right I mean they they're You feel a strong
1: bond with them and if, if one person's scoring out of the group so that you don't all go down. Yeah, you're pooling your kind of resources, but then there's all kinds of, you know, intrigue, paranoia. uh, yeah. Who's who? Who got a bigger bag? That stuff. I mean, it's a show oh, in course, its itself. Of course. But one of the members of that who had the apartment with, with which we would meet at for that particular chunk of time, he had a full time day job down in um, Miracle Mile in Chicago. Was a I believe he worked at an engineering firm. What and was <laughs> and his name was um <laughs> but i od'd on that guy's couch and i remember the fear in his eyes seemed more you OD'd? not that everybody i od'd several times i woke up in um er's um twice three times um Whoa. but that time i they didn't take me to an er they just shot me up with saline and you know you know iced me and you know slap to me shock around. your heart shot brought me back yeah um what? but i remember he had the fear in his and him i think that was one of the last times we used his place because he kept being like, i have a real job like i have a what am i doing with my oh yeah. my god i have a dead kid on my floor yeah uh, he was maybe in his 40s i don't know i'd but he was like had a main, maintained a life you know and an impression to his
0: so at the beginning it's not all you can think about, like you were able to like focus on a job or do something. In
1: the beginning, I was using um, weekends a few months into that. It was like, well, what is a Wednesday going to hurt? But you were, I was thinking about it. Once you get the taste of the opiate for, for many people, they become daily addicts right out the gate. I was able to do it like once a week, then midweek, then every other day. And then it became daily, but it was also not all throughout the day. If I had a, if got the right amount of dope and I had the right kind of dope, I would use early in the morning because then I could be high for just a brief time, but it was about getting well. It was about getting back to baseline. Because baseline, yeah. baseline, the the hole beneath your baseline gets deeper and deeper the further you get entrenched into the addiction. And so the just getting back to baseline Whoa. and feeling good. I felt like I could I didn't have anxiety, didn't have depression. But then as soon as I start to come down, that anxiety and that depression was worse. Two percent worse than it had been a few months before. And And then later, it's a little more, and it's more, and it's
0: more. Wow! 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 And how did it all start? When you were a kid, when did you start? The first time I remember being
1: intoxicated, I was the summer of sixth grade doing a play at the Shawnee Mission Theater in the park, and there was a cast party. It was the first summer I didn't do sports after, during the summer because I hated playing baseball. I like baseball, the game, but I don't like playing it. I'm not good at it. I always just was scared of the ball, and it was something I had to do because of my dad. So then when I finally was like, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. My parents got divorced. I can I can live with because my mom and my not dad. do baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But she said, that's fine, you don't have to play baseball, but you have to do something. Uh so I I got up, I was in a play and there was a it was like a cast party at somebody's house and all the adults were in the backyard or in the living room and they were singing. Show these were great people, mind you. These were good, good people. Um and my first exposure really I was a I was a hardcore anti choice homophobe in sixth, seventh grade.
0: So not just pro life, anti choice.
1: There's no such thing as pro-life. Let's throw that word out <laughs> with the garbage. I'm sorry. If this offends you, first of all, I don't care. Yeah. Secondly, there's no such thing as pro-life when you're anti-choice. That is as antithetical as that phrase can be. It's that, bullshit that they yeah. they have totally appropriated it's the marketing. word life. It's marketing, yeah. It is marketing like everything else they do. Um, in the most vile way But you kind I'm of said, in you them, kind them too like, But well,
0: I'm in them too It's marketing It's the most vile thing It's like everything they do <laughs> yeah, In the well most vile well 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 way well, Gross I tell can't you. You. Don't do it <laughs> <laughs> It's okay You're okay We're in the hot tub The rest of the episode You just hear bubbles Hand. <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, so you were anti-choice, anti-choice, homophobic.
1: That was my first homophobia. exposure to um, LGBTQ um, community. Um,
0: you know the the things that were. That was a real breakthrough for me, too, by the way. I knew so many homophobic people that didn't know any gay people or didn't know any out gay people. We all knew gay people. Of course we
1: We knew. knew I knew many gay people. Now I know for sure how many gay people I knew back then, but I didn't know. And we knew trans people, by the way. We knew trans people. We knew gay people. We knew people who believed in polyamory. We knew people who believed in all kinds of things that didn't fit into the rigors of this thing we'd been being shoved down since man first started trying to till the soil and create an agricultural and society and needed to figure out how to control, yes. you know, the, 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 the groups. Sorry if this hurts your feelings. It's just where I'm at right now. Be with me. I'll be with you and I'll listen to your story.
0: Maybe not. Um, so basically, as you, as you go, your sass increases and I'm really it enjoying does. it. You're like, I don't care. I'm a spitfire boy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, uh,
1: so I go to this cast party and there's a keg in the garage and an old piano. And I remember whose house it was at. I remember it like it was yesterday. They had, they were all excited because somebody had a VHS copy of Sweeney Todd that we're watching in the living room. And I love Sweeney Todd. I mean, and there was grill and grilling right. going on in the backyard. It was late at night because it was post-show. Um, it was in Lenexa, Kansas. And I saw them filling their cups and I and instead of getting a co- a coke out of the coke you know cooler I took one of the cups and I filled up um from the beer having seen how they did it and I drank it and then I drank another one and the next thing I remember was dancing and singing while someone was playing the piano and everybody just so like they didn't know I was drunk they didn't know I'd been drinking they just saw this kid it's just giving just entertaining them making them smile and happy and and i felt such a sense of transcendence in that moment
0: mm. um that was where it started that's really i'm gonna say i've thought about it i won't say every day but at least once a week since he did so craig ferguson did this podcast mm-hmm. he's, he's so be noodles too and he said he knew he had a problem when he ordered, I think it was a Bloody Mary, which for some reason was extra troubling to me because you know I I'm I'm sober I'm sobish I guess sure. I occasionally. Rarely will do an edible meat or something or so. Yeah, speedball. Yeah. Great, great. Just, you know, a little heroin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't. Be. I, I went, I went don't say heroin. Jokes. And I went, heroin. It no! <laughs> <laughs> like it came out. <laughs> it came, I got the word for heroin from the thought, don't say heroin. <laughs> so, Whatever your brain's telling you did not say, please yeah. do say it. Okay, Let's there we make go. make this that space for All right, there okay? we go. Um, <sighs> but he said, I, I took a sip of that drink. And everything was right in the world. Everything just became okay. Mm. And he said, "And nothing outside of you should have the power to make you feel that way." Mm. And I, I really thought, I thought that was like master level class. Like that is it's almost that like is. a co on. Th- with, like, the, it's cave- not with was... the caveat. Yeah, though. go ahead. Having your crush
1: tied to the mast of a ship when you're dressed as a pirate.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: right? Because if that doesn't it's okay <laughs> you are funny but with the nothing callback. else nothing I, else i thought it was just really like what you're saying is your first alcohol experience was positive oh it was so positive positive. and yeah and and mine when i first kind of figured out how to like get drunk mm-hmm. not drink but like get, get drunk, drunk. Yeah. and usually get change drunk states by myself change states yeah like numb myself I, it was a good way for me I wasn't necessarily, sometimes I have a few memories of being the kid that would be singing with the old piano, and those were great. Uh, but for the most part, it was like, it was, it was more like drawing the curtains. Mm. It was a safe way to let my shadow out. Totally. Like talking to myself. Yes. Being dark. Having fake conversations with my ex-wife. Mm. Letting all this anger, all this vitriol, all this stuff. All the things that I didn't think were okay to feel. And we're back to what we've been talking about. Like your shadow. Yeah. Being like, if you, which I did for twenty, eight thirty 30 years, it wasn't okay to be upset. It wasn't okay to be greedy or horny or, or angry, shallow. Angry, jealous. Jealous, Oh, angry. boy, that was a hard feeling for me to navigate. I'll give you one. It wasn't okay to be competitive. Competitive? Felt David, so guilty?
1: I'm... Super competitive. Do you know how guilty I, I felt as an actor when someone I love, like a dear friend who I want nothing more than, mm. would tell me or I'd find out that they got something that I wouldn't have even been right for, and that my first initial <laughs> feeling I? wasn't just like I'm so happy. There was this little eight year old me that was like, well, why not me? And I hated my. I lived in such a plague I... of guilt and shame over that. To the till till I was able to say out loud and go like that's okay it's okay gail my friend my a friend of mine just w- w- had a conversation with me he said you know g- apparently gail said something about that how she feels towards oprah and someone said well don't you ever feel jealous and she was like it would be weird to say not that i haven't at some point felt jealous that's great know, that's it i I,
0: I expect nothing less from gail yeah she's pretty awesome honestly yeah like those people and oprah too these people if you really listen to them are are preaching the gospel of like stop it. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. I just want to relate to you. I, I, am off uh, social. I have people that, uh, I have people, I, people run it for me. Oh, I saw them. They're the ones that are under the, yeah. Yeah. The minions. They're in the little Under thing. the stairs. Yeah. and They were it's, crying it's at very, very for some oh, food in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, oh, hashtag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that sort of thing. Um, and you're like, that joke isn't funny. <laughs> but the reason is because I would be scrolling through and just to really, accept, it could be a uh, Korean female uh, booked a movie. And I would be like, I should have booked that
1: movie. Why didn't I get that movie? That should
0: have been mine. Why didn't I get the audition for that? And my favorite one was, it was the year uh, the great Greg Giraldo just died, um, who also uh, struggled with addiction. And I was in Montreal it was i was doing i think it was the year after new faces when you do new faces at the montreal comedy festival you kind of feel fancy the second year you're just some guy you're who back hasn't to done the crowd. anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> just some guy who happens to be there for some reason. You're not even a new face. You're just a face. Just another face. And there's a there's a slideshow. I've told the story a million times. Forgive me, Katie, and everybody listening, but there's a slideshow and it would show Jim Gaffigan and I go, "Why the fuck aren't I that guy? I want to be that guy." Then it would be like, you know, some, Mitch Hedberg who's wait, I ruined it. It can't be Mitch Hedberg cuz he's dead. he's dead. But it would be Greg Giraldo and I go, "Why can't I be that guy?" And I'm like, You'd rather be dead and on the wall, <laughs> like that's the level of jealousy. I was like, I'm not in this slideshow. It was a slideshow, sure, and I didn't even put together. You're alive, yeah, and and also, by the way, you don't know what the future holds. Like, no. would you just relax, yes, and be a damp but boy okay in the lobby to, to listen to that
1: boy as long as he's not dominating the conversation. Yeah, that's you right. Give him a second. Give him a hug. Say, oh I know. David, it's okay. Happy buddy. birthday. You're you didn't get what you wanted for your birthday this year. You did you're never gonna get completely what you want for anything. It's like, oh, you're okay, buddy. You're okay. And the same with my 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 God, my incredible wife. I can't wait for you guys to to meet, although you we you have hung out. Um but we that's okay. Guys, I just want everyone party? listening to know, Pete does not remember the profound impact we that talked? our meeting had. We hung out. We we went to Emily and Kumail's house, which was Heck, close to here. That's right. And you, we are big fans of yours. And we and talked? And you were at the door in front of us. And so you opened the door for us. And we said... Oh my god, it's so great to meet you. Like we love you. You're we 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 were big fans of yours and you were like, "Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much." And we introduced ourselves and then um I think I like handed you like some of my writing that I No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I That was it. Honestly, Pete, it was it was it was, it was brief. 12 seconds, but to us it I would uh-huh. have imagined that if I saw you on the street, I would probably be like, "Hey!" And I'm I, I, it would be It would have been awkward because you would have been like,
0: ah, "Hi!" I would have
1: gone with it. You would have because you're kind. I would kind, have gone with you're it. Kind. Um, well, but now, so my wife. Yes. That was just my way of. Um, of putting Pete on the spot that yes he has met us before, <laughs> um, and I like making people uncomfortable uh, uh, who no, don't remember me.
0: It's great. Um, you made it weird. My wife is
1: such a badass. She's such an amazing person. Well, I can't wait for you to to, to we hang out We her. game all the time at our house. If you're into games, that's yeah. That's, well, um, I am
0: competitive. Good. So I'll be good. the weird guy. She, the biggest
1: fights we've been in in 13 years. Are from board games. I believe it. And that's Val gets, okay.
0: Val gets a little embarrassed that I'll be the guy. We gets super. We we made up a game. Our friend John Leland made up this game called Five Second Animal. So the host of the game, everybody gets a little piece of paper and they say giraffe and you get five seconds and to everyone draw. draws a giraffe. And then uh, the host picks their favorite. You won't see me matter when they pick. You don't get picked. When they pick the funny bad one. Right. I'm like, but mine. Right is a good giraffe. Right, I drew that well. It's good. Right.
1: And then when you do make a funny and it doesn't get picked, does, then you oh, realize that the game is rigged. The game is rigged. It's rigged.
0: Oh, you like them more than me. Well, what I do, what I resent and this is this is too honest is um effervescent meaning sp- spilleth over natural charm and talent that wasn't earned or like honed. <laughs> Like people that are just like, whoops, mine was the best. And I'm like, I dedicate my life to being chosen. And right. you just got chosen because you're quirky and you had a little whine. Like that, like that, like and that you were popular wrong funny looking
1: musician who yeah. just gets the lead role in some amazing comedy or film and you go, You're just you just got that? Yeah. and then I, And then that, that jealous part of me is like, this is just bullshit. That's so unfair. And then the part of me, that, but, as soon, this, but the great thing my therapist taught me recently, and I probably have already said it in our conversation, but I think it bears repeating. As soon as your brain goes into, that's not fair. This is not fair. This isn't fair. This circumstance isn't fair. Wait, that's so unfair. That's so, un, that word coming into play when you hear not and fair and you're the one saying it, you're most likely, not always, but most likely, you're out of, you know your frontal lobe you're not you're where your you need body, to be yeah. you're back into 8 or 12 or yes, 16 child so and um because the world isn't fair nothing is fair and looking at it through that lens is going to be the most unsatisfying way it's of days like life. this scattered among the rest yes
0: willem defoe John Wick. God, he's so good. Isn't that great? Yeah. I just rewatched John Wick cuz my parents were in town. That sounds like a joke. But when I watched leave... it over Eve's shoulder on a flight the other day. She was
1: watching it and I watched it without audio cuz I didn't I forgot my headphones and yeah. she of course wouldn't
0: share it with me. So I had to sit Well talk talk about Shadow. Like it's right in front of our faces. Like we can say we can we can try and wear three-piece suits and walk around as upright as we can but at the end of the day the most popular movies are are movies like that and i i enjoy them as well hyper violent movies um, there's there's all this slaughter and brutality in our food, in our clothes, in our w- all this stuff. I'm not even saying. You know, I'm a huge horror guy. Do you know
1: that? Like, Are I you? was raised on the creature feature in Kansas City. I used to sneak downstairs because they were they were forbidden in my
0: house. Of that course, was that was very which only made it better. Oh, there was no creature so feature. There was the path
1: to the devil. There was it, Dungeons
0: and Dragons. Yes. Yeah, of and Horror movies. There's too many sides on that music. die.
1: Oh my god. There's too many sides on that. Way die. too many sides. Twelve. Um, That's
0: six times two. That's two sixes wizardry We're there's magic the way are we there? talking
1: about magic magic yeah. uses the gateway that, that, yoga was the gateway
0: when i was a kid course. pete
1: yoga you guys i was told that any form of eastern anything was there's a no gateway
0: more powerful devil than the devil of the incredibly pious fundamentalist boy oh boy like it's like which actually i'm not trying to be offensive i'm just saying it's like the most they always make those great characters in a, in a
1: film or show when they're like the most vile You know, you say Jeremy Irons
0: playing like the pious, like, Pope that's just really vicious. We would watch movies about that, about the Hollywood. I went to a Christian college and there would be like the Hollywood agenda. Of course. It's always, and I'm not saying they had, I won't go so far as to say they had a point, but I will say that Hollywood does enjoy making the religious person the person that also wants to like kill you. Sure. But I think that is well. A lot of those who've turned to the arts, a lot of those who
1: are in the the community of the bohe the bohemian world, the life of the vagabond, they were some of the most shunned, most pained by the church. So it's this recipe for disaster. It's why I had such a difficult time in, say, the green room of a play, or when people would start with their religion bashing, and I would be like, guys, if you would just read the red words in the the New Testament, I promise you, you don't have to you don't have to like. Get, you don't have to you don't have to pledge allegiance to anything, you don't have to do anything. But if once in your life just read the red words, I promise you there's some great guideposts in there for mm. a life worth living. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to sign up for anything, you don't have to bow down to anything, you don't have to like I said, the pledging wow. of allegiance and the like the, the signing up for the right team versus the wrong team. If you're listening and that's the way you look at it, that's okay. I love you. It doesn't work for me, but man. It makes me so angry and so sad that those red words have been completely blocked away from so many people mm. because of the really just unhealthy. are well, well, you're saying this now. What? You're saying, Dave is yeah. saying this now.
0: Yeah. I love this.
1: Yeah. I'm delighted. That's where, well, I'm reclaiming, I'm in a journey of reclamation. Any old I can tear down a barn. I don't believe in zombie resurrection. And again, if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry and I love you. Zombie I don't believe Jesus that like is not the point. I it's not it's my it's son. Not I have an eight-year-old. He, he asked zombie me, Why were we looking for eggs? Why are we looking for eggs, Dad? And I said, yeah. Well, it's a it's a symbol of birth and rebirth. Well, what does that mean? And I said, Well, a lot of people believe that, you know, after Christ was crucified, three days later, he rose from the dead and gave yeah. new life to yeah. the universe, and he had new life. And he goes, He was like a zombie. Like his, his wait, did his skin come back to ble? And I said, What dad believes? There's a lot of people that believe that grandma believes that. I said, yeah. but what I believe, no. But I have a really strong relationship with wh- whatever it is that I'm communicating with mm. that tells me that that's okay. That I don't. That I don't believe in like literally, physically, like I'm gonna- waking up or walking across water. I said, what's what's so powerful to me, man, is the thought that you have an idea that everybody is equal and everybody deserves to be treated as equal and everyone is deserving of love and the system in which we live is so against that that it's willing to kill you for telling people that that is the miracle to me that was yeah. that's where i'm at on my journey also at a point
0: i i have done this on stage once or twice maybe just once but i was like you it's call a people to the front to I call take them a to knee cuz you say if you get hit by a car when yeah, you leave yeah yeah what happens what if you're drunk driver yeah and the, and I'm the glad, people Pete, pray and they cry and that's what i do now no, I say I watched um, the last duel, which was I haven't seen it yet. It's I really can't, I, I've th- got to see it. Yeah. Th- that was great. I believe it's in the year like I, I can't say 15s. It's the 1500s, it's the 15s, yeah, which is 1500 years after Christ. Yes, yes. And yes. in that movie, people are blowing their nose on pigeons. So the fact that like <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but like the fact that like Jesus was saying, "Love your enemy," as your as your lo- love your enemy. He also said love your neighbor, but he also said love, love your, your enemy. enemy. Which is like insane or, or blessed are the meek. All these things that made no sense. Especially saying like in a system that is structured the way our society a meritocracy has been. for sure, but like the broken are the blessed. The the people that are hurting are closer to God and all these sorts of things. That in 1500 years people will be like pooping in a hole. Like it's unbelievable that that anything he said resonates at all. Same with with the Buddha. These guys, uh, these people, these teachers are, are even greater than we give them credit for. Because right now it's like, yeah, if you're sitting in a Lululemon having a latte and you're like, you know, I think you should love everybody. That's not that profound. But if like right next to you someone's pubes are on fire and you're like, blessed are the peacemakers, you know, like that sort of thing. Like the world was fucking nuts. Yes. And, and, and it
1: still moves my heart to the point of feeling my emotional uh, landscape shift inside of me, my blood pressure changes when i think about a person being willing to face that kind of tor- torment or death because they just believe that everyone and we've seen heroes since who have been so willing and 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 i i just i get so moved by that and to take it back what frustrated me was that so many people i've met in the community of artists justifiably so have been so hurt yeah. that they could never, in- unless they have the right, you know, opportunity, yeah. be able to even look at any of that without just wanting to, to to throw it out the window. And by the way, if you're listening, I'm not saying that that's what you have to do. I know people. I think that that the 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 the, the, the mysterium tremendum, as Rudolf Aldo would say, or the, the 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 great mystery, the power, the universe, the force. Because I'm a Star Wars person, reveals itself. To each of us in our own specific way that's right so there are atheists who that that is the way that the force has revealed itself to them and that's I absolutely, absolutely believe they are just as right as i am in the path that i'm on and i and i love all of you even those of you that think that i'm being a complete heretic right now
0: yeah well i'll join you in the heresy pool in saying that i think <laughs> C- christ was modeling what happens to all of us uh, he w- he would be saying like you think death is a big deal? Look, I'll I'll even allow like he could have ran. Sure, but he didn't. He's like, I'll even let you kill me. Go ahead. And when I die, the 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 Bible doesn't tell the story of a zombie Jesus. It's a it's it, I forget the exact phrasing, but it's like. A body of light or something. So he was coming out in another form. He was appearing to people in another form. All of that, I think, is a metaphor because it's the only way you can talk about stuff like this with images, with story, mm-hmm. which means it's not, it may not be literally true. This is a Richard Rory goes metaphor means uh, always true, sometimes really happened which I think oh, is great. Oh, I love Isn't that. Isn't that good? That's so good. He also goes, literalism is the lowest level of meaning. It's like the lowest level. Like, I said, hello, David. That's yeah. literally true. He's like, the real <laughs> juice, you can't talk about it directly. And when we're talking about death and resurrection, you can't talk about it directly. So it's a story. I'm still, I'll I'll hold out and be like, I don't know. Maybe it's true. Yes, I'll, I'll hold sure, that out because sure. that's just humility. But I'm also saying like, I don't think the point is going like, it happened. I believe it. God said it. I believe it. And you it have to say it through, happened or you're not. You have to. It's, it's we're all resurrected. Mm-hmm. He's modeling the way that energy moves in the universe and not just human souls, but the whole thing is just this, I always say this undulating fountain that keeps... Going into itself and out of itself and into itself and out of itself. And right now, that fountain is taking the shape of David. and when David goes away, the essence will take another shape or or, or will go somewhere else. We don't know. Mm-hmm. but like it's saying like, don't don't worry, relax, relax, relax. this
1: past weekend my mother passed two years ago as we were months into the pandemic and there was no way for me to be physical for us to be physically together to commemorate the oh, loss so of her sorry. life and it was a tragic death that happened basically in a matter of hours that was just so unexpected i i thought i had 20 more years with my mom for sure she's one of my closest friends a uh, pillar in my life and I had all the feelings, anger and resentment that she was taken in such an unexpected way. Um, Feelings of so much love for her and missing her. And also she failed in certain ways that were really cataclysmic to me and really messed me up. And she was there for me in ways that were so profound and beautiful. And, And we... We're able to, most of my siblings and I gather this past weekend um, by a body of water that she really loved Mm -hmm. and finally listened to, um, we listened to Cat Stevens' Morning is Broken, which is one of her favorite songs. And we listened to some hymnal song that I don't remember what it's called, but that Mm -hmm. she loved Mm -hmm. and on an iPhone and then released her to that. And I felt that as as, as it's like drift, she's drifting out into the water and we're both laughing because I slipped on the rocks and crying because it's death and it's all the things in one Mm. Um, Mm. we're saying, you know um, the sky and this beautiful moment that we're all sharing together was like, uh, I felt like her spirit. I don't guys, I don't know that I believe there's like ghosts out there. I don't know that I believe that there's any, anything that, that leaves our body per se, but it did feel like she was just saying, I'm freeing you and I'm, I'm, I, I felt like she was over somewhere and like wow mm. it's not what i always said it was gonna be but mm. it's almost like it's better yes and she, and my wife who who has who who's really more pragmatic mm. about everything mm. because she kept saying priss lives on and i was like what do you mean because i know you don't believe she's somewhere else she goes she's in i look in our kids eyes I look in your eyes, honey. And she's there. She's like in there looking back at me and I'm going to go one weirder. Yeah.
0: Your mom is in my eyes. She is because I don't think awareness is personal. I think the same awareness that I have was your mom's awareness. So like you're looking at me with the same. So I think that's literally true. If I say to my daughter, when I die, I'll always be with you. I think that's literally true. Oh, it's beautiful. Your heart is so open right now. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm Sorry for your loss. And I'm happy for that experience. Oh, thank you. so Beautiful.
1: Thank you so much. It was, uh, it was really, it was, it's, it's life is a, an amazing, amazing thing. And we're so, I'm so grateful that we get to have this opportunity to be here and, um, as hard as it can be. And if you're listening and you feel alone and you don't think that there's any hope, um, I just hope that you will reach out for help and ask somebody, um, because I promise you there is, there are so many paths to wellness and, um, and it and it does get better and you're not alone that's the biggest myth the biggest darkness if there is an evil force in the universe if there is something to the negative you know electron f- pushing against the way that energy moves through the space it's something about that's so mysterious to me why we keep being tricked into believing we're alone when mm. we're absolutely not and i love the idea of all going back and being together in a yeah. way that's unobstructed by matter
0: and space right. and right fear you can't be alone. I, I was going to say Ramana Maharshi. Do you know Ramana Maharshi? He's sort of um, he. I don't know how to put it. Popularized seems stupid, but non-duality, the idea. So when he was dying, I quote this all the time. so did Ramdas, he quotes this all the time. So he's dying, and he says his his followers are like, "Heal yourself, conduct a miracle, or something like." Don't why? die! Don't die! Don't die! And he goes, "Don't be silly. Where could I go?" <laughs> it's like it's not. Heaven out there it's all overlain like a jawbreaker it's all right here so Ramdas died i I haven't lost uh he died when he was eighty eight so it's been a couple of years just as available to me as he was not not physically obviously sure, sure. But I'm like you get in touch he's looking out my eyes right now it's the same. It's the same isness that we're all sharing. Mm-hmm. But to your point, because I love your message, if someone is listening and, and they're despondent and and it's easy to get into that way. It's so easy. It's what so do easy. you do
1: when you say ask for help? So there's like you can go on Google and look at SAMHSA. This free resource. If you go, well, I don't have insurance or I don't have any money. There's um, through SAMHSA is a government kind of aggregate website where there are all kinds of resources, especially to those of you out there struggling with addiction, um, but mental illness as well. And you can very simply navigate these websites once you get there to the hub, to your location, where you are. Um, Mm There are phone numbers. If you don't like using a computer, um, it's anonymous, it's safe. You can reach out and there will be a voice or a person to answer on the other end of those emails or phone lines. Mm -hmm. And you... Um, you can pursue what's wonderful. You guys, is there's so many, there's a number of paths forward. So if you're like, well, I tried, you know, I tried a medication and it didn't work for me. So I feel like giving up or I tried sobriety and I kept failing and it didn't work. I, I tried, you know, um, getting saved and it didn't work. I tried this and it didn't Mm -hmm. work. I promise you, there are there are so many paths forward. If you just can take that initi- initiative step, uh, reach out, let somebody connect with you. If you have any friends and and family that you feel you know safe with and talking to, I implore you to reach out to them. But if you don't, if you feel like you don't, if you feel absolutely alone in the world, it was the kindness of strangers. Yes, eventually my blood family did find out that I was tied you know i was in a, it was in a psychiatric facility where they saved my life i mean i sh- i should have by all probability and statistics be physically dead mm. but my life was saved by strangers and i was able to talk to counselors who were not my friends they weren't getting paid very much they were working in a free state facility and they had so much passion and love for their work. They didn't have the support that they needed from the system. It didn't matter. It was free. There were people in there with me who were off the street, and they were. There were people who came that didn't have to. Like I was forced there because I was considered a threat to myself. But there were people who were able to just walk in and then go back to their job at the end of the day, and able to do like group sessions, uh, one-on-one sessions. Mm. Um, there's
0: resources. There are a lot. I'm gonna ask. This is a weird question, but I. It's from an earnest place, not like a. Oh, let's get a clip of David talking about comic book movies. I, I'm curious what you thought of the movie the The Joker. Uh, just to tell you where I'm coming from, when he's going to see the social worker, who I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the movie. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, so I'm not saying it's like necessarily his. His. It's not his fault. Um, it's not anybody's fault. They made the movie they wanted to make. I think they succeeded in making the movie they wanted to make and I just don't care for the movie they made. So in the scene where he's like, I need help and the social worker's like, I mean like literally just like, sorry sweetheart, I don't give a shit. It was such an
1: easy, but that's, remember at the end of the day, even though it's a nuanced, elevated, supposedly, you know, it's the film that tries to view itself as both an art film and a comic book origin story movie. It's a comic book origin story movie, and you need those tropes to be able in an hour and fifty oh, minutes right. to see. push him to the journey he needs to go through. Because I never ever encountered a person like that who dedicates their life. You guys, these are people who work for nothing. They're like the, the way they can villainize teachers and the way that like the capitalist, I'm sorry guys, but like the the, the way that they want to de-unionize and break down teachers and that's mostly coming from the right fyi the way that they talk about these people who've dedicated themselves to these 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 jobs that are so fucking thankless that pay so little that have so little support they don't go into it to abuse at least i've never i'm sure there's an anomaly of course there's a bad apple in every batch but i've never experienced people that do this because they just want to be a bureaucratic asshole they mm. do it because they care about the mental well-being of others, because they studied something in college that meant something to them, because maybe somebody that they loved, you know, suffered. who knows? And they why?
0: figured out that the real joy is in helping and connecting. And all I I never sort of stuff, whatever, sat whatever. with a yeah. person in a yeah. public
1: addiction clinic, in a methadone clinic, in a mental facility, in a psych ward. There was I never experienced that nurse ratchet. Yeah, I just didn't. I experienced and met dozens of people staff, underpaid, undersupported people who genuinely wanted to help me. And yes, their hands were tied. And yes, we only had X amount of time because I didn't. Now I have the luxury and the privilege, which is so sick because I have wealth now. I have the luxury and privilege if I need my therapist how, a 4-hour session, boom, we're okay. <laughs> I need you four times this week. I'm having a rough week. We're yeah. okay. I can get to my psych, psychiatrist yeah. in a minute if I needed to. Yeah. I can get to a massage, which by the way is part of or if you do acupuncture, if can you I? do,
0: yes can I we was just like I got to get a massage. Get with me. Yes. I'm starting
1: a nonprofit um called All Spa. It's I want I want spas set up in underserved communities because I think that's part of mental health and and wellness that that people that not of privilege don't get access to. I'm in. Let's do it. Um but I'm I Absolutely. In. I have so much access to this stuff, but there are resources out there. Yes, if you're listening, you're not going to walk into an office and have some lady yell at you. You help me understand though. You
0: said like you need those tropes to make the Joker. It's a it's a comic book movie. But movie. I but I was leaning on it too much to be like I thought you were going to be real. It it was also an unreliable narrator where he was like I think when you are depressed and I've been I felt that way. That's how the world seems. Of course. And I was like, I'm just such a classic guy. I want redemption and I want hope. And I'm watching a movie that never redeemed and never offered hope. It was hope. driving towards where
1: they knew they wanted it to land the whole time. They yes. needed him in the makeup. They needed him a leader of like a chaos movement. Right. They needed, because it's still, as much as it broke away from what we come to expect from a comic book movie, so did Logan. So do a lot of movies break away from what we come, so did Super, for goodness sake. So does yeah. so many, there's tons of movies that have yeah. like, deconstructed comic book movie so yeah. it wasn't the first it won't be the last they still though needed to you hit need to x Trump. y and z so they could yeah. land on a guy what leading felt. a riot um who's now this
0: supervillain. that's why i was like i've said this a million times i don't need to go on this rant again but when he goes back <laughs> so joaquin phoenix goes back he's jumped yes. which is a horrible see I didn't like I don't like things like that I mean right. who does but like when you're not supposed to he gets jumped by those kids they yeah. take his sign they beat him up uh, and they break the sign over his back he right. goes back to his boss tells the boss what happens now I understand I am also a cis white male. I haven't had the experience although I know cis white males that have told me that they've had experiences like this you go to the boss and you say I, I got jumped, and he goes, "Okay, well, I need that sign back." You fired, yeah, because he goes, "I need the sign," and he goes, "They broke it." They broke it, and he goes, "Uh, he goes, you're lying," and he's like, "Why would I lie?" And the guy go, and the boss with a stogie goes, "Why does anyone do anything?" you fired. Needed. And I'm like, they
1: needed that moment to they, keep
0: propelling him forward down that path. I don't like feeling like I'm on a string I, just being pulled in a right. direction. And well, I'm like,
1: Especially when you're watching something that you feel like is trying to be something other
0: than right. that. Right. That, that's saying we're not going to do that. Of course. But I also just, and this is maybe a success of the movie if this is what they were trying to do. When you're in a dark place, that is how the world Everyone feels. Everyone seems like your enemy. And People then do. Yeah. When you're in a great, when you're in love... When you're, like, when you are filled with yes I hug and radiant Ranger. light, you could walk in and the guy goes, gonna need that sign back. And you're like, I don't have it. And he's like, well, then it's coming out of your paycheck. And you could be like, Daryl, how long have I worked here? You sit down. How's your wife? How's hell? I, I, I'm not saying you need to be, like, a slick yes. talker. No, I'm just saying, like, you could even go, like, wow, You are such a cliche right now. You know what? I will go get the pieces of that sign back. Right. You know what I mean? That's like we all know that the world isn't what it appears to be. Everything, especially we when see you're in a dark, when you're in a dark place, all through filters. All of this, is everything filter. is we a filter. We know
1: scientifically this is all a filter. If you it's a get that color, isn't what we think it is. No, the
0: space and matter isn't what it, what we no. think it is. But I've learned that from this podcast. I go, that wasn't a good one. Then everyone loves it. I'm like, oh, I wasn't in a good mood when I recorded it. Has nothing to do with how it was. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Um But I, I think that one of the
1: most striking, quick anecdotal uh, examples of this is the guy that was, there was a guy with me in the first stay that I had in a, in a mental facility, which was called Reed hospital in um, Chicago. And uh, this gentleman was a paranoid schizophrenic and he was trying, they were trying to help him get back on his medication because as is common with schizophrenics, they, get well for a while and then they start to either hear a voice that says you don't need the medication anymore or they are from a community of people let's say well, you don't need the medication the voice this happened to a friend of mine the voice is god trying to talk to you so why would you impede that or whatever reason they stop taking it it comes back so they're trying to help him get back on he's very paranoid he's convinced that ever that there's secret files on him everywhere he mm-hmm. was that was his paranoia and through group therapy we were in the same group over the course of like a week he seemed to start to really come down and settle down he was such a sweet guy and nice smart guy and we're sitting on a couch having a conversation at one point and one of the one of the doctors walking by this is out of a fucking movie drops his so drop something skips steps loses his step and drops something and the file skids across and it's like the photo the intake photo of that patient with all his name and like type pages on it go scattering Secret across files. the fo- and you go you can't talk that guy back from this would be at, if at your dentist office they have a file like that you know what i mean you yeah. couldn't we're tr- i was trying to tell him, as an untrained professional this is normal this is but so the perspective of someone like if that happened to me, I'd be like, well, yeah, they've they've got a thing. But that so is that just goes to show you how if you're telling the story from that guy's point of view, yeah. that was his
0: 12 monkeys moment where yeah. he's like, oh, I knew it. It's uh, real, it's yeah. a conspiracy. Yes. You know? That is that's a great example. But we're all doing that. Mm-hmm. I look at the assumptions our brain makes all the time. Like it could be as simple as it, it's in um, The yoga sutras, they talk about one of the types of ignorance, and I think about this every day, because I do it every day, is you're in the jungle and you see a coiled up rope and you assume it's a snake. That's a type of ignorance that we all have. And by the way, I think a large portion of us are just operating with like those ropes are snakes. And I'll I'll be thinking of my father and I'll see an old guy and I'll just put my father's face on him. Like I'll just do it. Like Mm. I I don't mean like a real delusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean for a second, I'll be sure. like, Dad, this is what we do. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's how the human works. We're, we're primed and we start looking for patterns. And doesn't it
1: make you sad too that we often enter the space f- coming from a place of they don't like me, they're not gonna like me, I hope I make them like me, I hope I impress them, I yeah. hope I do what they, yeah. th- that they want me to do, I hope that I can, I wanna just get to that place where I can enter the space and just be so comfortable with who I am, where I am, that I'm at peace with however I'm going to be received. And you have received me so wonderfully today. I I was absolutely nervous coming here today and thinking about the fact that I'm going to talk to somebody who I think is so funny and talented and has had such a great impact on the world. And you go like, I mean, you look at the people you've spoken to and I'm like... Who is David? Who you know what I mean? It's like, it's really, it's I'm wonderful. Thrilled. Thank you for making you. Oh. I
0: feel so. Um, I needed like this I belong one. here. You, you do know? belong here, I, and I, I needed this one. I, oh, we, come. we've had some great episodes, but I'm also like, we haven't had one like this at that flew at this altitude. Whatever this altitude is, this is where I'm always wanting to be, and it's where we almost we don't always get here i'm accepting this right now for those listening i'm because i part of
1: my brain is going he's saying that because he knows
0: you're insecure no and there's the that's my 12 year old and he's he's okay i i know because you know i'm not in the program but like certain things feel edifying in that like oh i feel less likely uh to want to drink i don't really struggle with that like I'm very black and white, as a lot of addicts are. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't drink anymore, and I just walked away. It's sort of served me. It's like the the problem ended up being part of the solution, anyway. But I feel less likely to be unkind because of this conversation. I feel more connected because of this conversation. But really, I want to give you that compliment again. You seem to understand the urgency of reality, and so many of us are just going like, I'll I'll be of service later, <laughs> or 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 I'll be real later. And I bet that guy, even though the file spilled and benefited and absorbed your kindness, because some people are going like, let me put it this way. Some people realize that life is happening right now. And some people are like, life is what I look back on on Sunday. And I think about the week and like, that's my life. Like the replaying of my life in my mind is life. And some people like you, it's like the needles right on the record. And I really appreciate it. It's great thanks man i'd be remiss if i didn't talk a little bit we're almost out of time but um i do want to ask you about my
1: um the happy baby yoga pose that i do with the tattoo that i look at
0: no i just think you're a wonderful actor you show up in so many things i thought the suicide squad am i nuts the movie was fucking great and i put it on as a lark because i was like Fucking comic book movies. I'm 43. I have kids. Like it's over. Like I, I could tell you. <laughs> no, what I saw you in Dark Knight that was perfect because I was I saw it with Kumail. Uh, like you did. We, yeah, we were at that age when like it was still we didn't know that comic book movies were going to be the thing. So of course, Dark Knight, one of the best movies ever. But then Suicide Squad, completely different. It's like, all right. Get the fuck out of here. They already messed it up with the other one. Put it on one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, if I, I As soon as it was over, I was like, I want to watch it again. And I often do. We'll just watch it again. Uh, I loved your character. I have issues with my mom. You've been so sweet about your mom. I love my mom. But it's a, it's a complicated- Oh, it was the perfect role for me. I have yeah. such-
1: complicated relationship with my mom and i was so sad she didn't get to see the film because she died you know a month before it came out but james is such a special human being for all the reasons you know he's just one of these very um uh, spectacularly evolved humans who continues to work on himself Mm -hmm. as a human but also on his craft as an
0: a, well, you can tell artist in every he actually likes making movies he loves it's like it Tar- i love tarantino and tarantino is still in the good way his child self he's the kid working at the movie theater
1: when i would be on set during and i have a pre-existing friendship with james before and like if you you know talk about some intense gameplay like if we play a a, a game he it, can be oh he can be super intense and we can argue about film or whatever we could get in so i was really like very curious he's a very he's a very powerful personality mm. while still being a very kind loving human being but I, on set i was so like curious how is this going to go and also we have a pre-existing friendship so what happens with how is conflict going to be resolved how is this going to happen when it's not just we're not just employer and employee we are mm. you know um we are people who love one another yeah. and watch the first peek I got at him when he didn't know. I think I'd even come yet to set. It was early on. And he was, do- he opened the shoot with some major sequences. He had to shoot by nature of the way the se- the, the schedule worked and having people's timelines, et cetera. All that stuff on the beach. He shot in sequences. You, no, 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 but he'd shoot it. But oh. he had to shoot in a sequence that was to me, super challenging, like major, huge yes, elements yes. at the top of the shoot, yeah. like the beach stuff, yeah. the yeah. big battle stuff. Yeah. And I remember like getting up to set and peeking around and seeing that guy at monitor looking like the, I mean, he's a full-time grown-up, but man looking like his eyes are like 11 years old. Like he has this joy, hunger in his eyes. It It was so amazing. And when I read the script and I saw who I was going to be, James, as we've been friends since 2013, didn't know that I grew up with a, skin condition called vitiligo which if yes. you look at my hands see? you see it's all over it's on my face it's on my body it's on my privates <laughs> it's all over i lived in abject shame and 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 humiliation i was teased about it as a kid called polka dots no Called milk mustache yes because it I, it used to be really pronounced around my face here white i like had a, a friend that had that you're helping me remember and um we didn't call him i was so well i'm I'm, I'm glad you didn't but yeah. but I did get teased yeah. and I when I got into the professional world of acting was terrified that it was going to so I used to wear I'd wake up in the morning put on like a, a men, men's makeup base for my face if I had an audition and I would would um dye my hands with like tanning cream. And mm. it honestly wasn't until Denis Villeneuve in Prisoners when Donald Moat, the makeup artist, was like, you know, your your, your vitiligo is actually kind of stunning and looks cool. I think you might, should we see if Denis wants to leave it for camera? And Denis came into the trailer and he goes, this is you know beautiful. I love it. Let's, I love let's it. keep it. I deeply love it. Let's oh. keep it for the camera. And he- You have a raw milk mustache. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so I kept it, but I said to James- you know I have polka dots? And we were hanging out. The like I was in Scotland promoting a film I'd written for at a festival. James called me to offer me the role, which blew me away because I assumed he meant like a cameo because we're mm-hmm. friends. And he does that with his friends sometimes as you come in for a cameo.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was like, fuck yeah, I'd love to. Polka dot man, I know everything about everything about comic books and I never knew anything about polka dot man. He was and in the comics? He was. Forgive. In, in Batman number 200 back in 1964, um, but James sent me the script and then I start reading and I was like, oh my God, this isn't a cameo. This is,
0: oh my God, crying. I'm reading and I'm like dying. I was like, oh. the mo- The mom in the city oh at the end is deeply emotional. These are people, I, I'm not surprised you loved it and James loved it, but like, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, it's what we've been talking about this whole time. Shadow, being honest, people have complicated feelings about their families. And you can love your parents and you can have every other color of emotion. Amen. So when you have a guy that sees the monster as his very funny, whoever that woman was. She was so great, yeah. As the monster. Lynn. So great. Pete Rollins, the philosopher, was like... I love if, Pete. I'm yeah, friends with Pete.
1: I am too. Really? He was in my house a few months yeah. ago. Him well, and well, Jay Baker came I'll, over I'll, to yeah. hang out and play
0: games. Happy to play, you know, with you. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Pete Rollins. What so a world. Pete said to me, because I'm obsessed with the edible complex. I'm obsessed yes. with all Freud and Jung and all that stuff. Of course and you And he was Pete. like, if you can... He goes, if you can put that in your work, you'll you'll never... You'll never have heard well, Let me hear money.
1: your Pete imp- Go ahead. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Come
0: it's on, on. <laughs> That's it. That's as good as I can do. If you can put it in put your my, work. He can I can't do it. But he was like, because it's the thing that no one's talking about is relationship to to Mom. mother. Mm-hmm. So when I watched I mean Hitchcock That's, knew this. And I'm so. watching that movie and I'm like, he did it. He found you did it, and James did it. Oh, is there I in the page? Way. I just had to get out of my own way. Yeah,
1: James is such a fantastic director with actors. I loved the way he worked. I'm a very physical and um, technical actor. Mm-hmm. I don't do the like. I don't. I do backstory and I do character work and and history for myself to help me come up with solutions in case I get stuck with anything. But I'm not the person that sits there and tries to put myself mentally in the state of whatever the existence experience is that I'm having because. For me, that has been problematic when I have to repeat something 73 times. So I'm much more about the technical, and James was so good with physically adjusting me, helping me find places to breathe so I could just let Mm. the words kind of exist, let my eyes find other players in the scene, um, and then using my imagination, of course, to see mom Mm. everywhere. But I was going to say another full circle to this conversation, after James called me and, and told me he wanted me to play the role and and then i read the script and i i sent him a message I, I couldn't even talk on the phone i was so moved um and honored that he thought i could be play that role i mean i'm always honored and surprised when people give me an opportunity to be in their films because it's just such a it's such an honor yeah. and i like a week after that we all met in san luis obispo for steve agee's 50th birthday and that's when james 15 and i years ago <laughs> You hear that, A.G.? It wasn't me this time. It was not me.
0: It was Pete.
1: It, Sorry. I it was seeing, actually I 23 so years ago. 23 years yeah. ago. He's, he's in his mid-70s. 20. When they say dye beard, it's because that thing is jet white. He looks like Rip Van freaking Winkle if he didn't dye that beard. Um, yeah, go on. So James and I hugged, and I showed him my spots which it's it's funny that you could be in the same space with someone for years and just not have noticed that yeah. I have this this condition. Not to mention that I've struggled so much with suicidal ideation. I mean Abner is out the gate. He just wants to die. He just wants to kill himself. He has no he has no there's no purpose whatsoever in living this miserable existence anymore. So the opportunity of being on the suicide squad is such a great gift to him. Cause like finally I can, he I, can I literally say, I hope so. When, when Idris says, you know, when Bloodsport says, we're all going to die. And I say, I hope so. I, I, James and I, from the beginning, are like, well, you have to say that as sincerely as possible because it is, it's his truth. He really hopes he's going to die in the beginning film. And that's of the film. why
0: when he dies, you're kind of happy for him. Yeah, I know that's and weird And coming to, to find and feel yeah. that all the, the
1: polka dots that I carry with me, yeah. my depression and anxiety, and the darkness I feel around my own sex, and the darkness I feel around uh, my thoughts of jealousy, my thoughts, the yeah. things that I go now, I can—they're my superpower. Yeah, can, that's it. I can tell stories with them.
0: That's I the can whole thing. Be You're present with them. Radioactive spider. We talk about it constantly. Yeah, we were. My brother. We were just kind of venting about my dad and and how my dad's brain works, and my brother was like, "But the way dad's brain works, in the way that my be frustrating is how you do comedy he's like i see it when you're doing comedy and he's like that's you using it for good kindness is so easy is brothers saying something like that it was so special that he said that i was oh, like man. but that's a person realizing that life is happening right now mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. not deathbed no because not everybody gets a deathbed right
1: no no it's it's here today gone tomorrow jance joplin would say but man it is the truth and i my 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 years of life lost, not lost. My years of life spent, um, chasing my own death and existing in the the haze and the darkness and the the, the shadows of, of of addiction and 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 all of that. To this, two things it did for me. It did millions of things for me, but two things that I think are relevant to this conversation. One, I entered the Hollywood game at thirty two, like way behind everybody else. I had not mm-hmm. been professionally pursuing anything for what many people consider your prime foundation building years. I didn't know what was my voice. What, who was I? I didn't have any connections. I had no relationships. So I booked the dark night out of being a stage actor in Chicago. And all of a sudden, a year later, after one year in New York, moved to Los Angeles in 2012. No, no one have no business, anything, no agents, no managers. I have always existed. Like I'm so behind everybody else, so it lit this fire mm. under my butt. I, I would say right by my tattoo. Yeah, yeah. But it also, um, it, 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 it. A, I should be dead. So I feel the comfort in this couch. I'll. Sm- I my. I, I. It's just silly cliche, but when they're like, you could smell the roses, like, yeah. Oh my god, I live by that mantra because I really do know, and I've seen it happen in real time, just how quickly the light can well, be extinguished. we're flowers. Yeah. We're flowers.
0: Resilient. Flowers can be really resilient, like weeds, but also are can be so fragile and get stepped on. Katie, what time is it? Just because I have a plan at 1230, but I'm really loving this. Oh, okay. We're okay. I mean, we're wrapping up. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, there are other things I want to ask you. Have you... Had any experience that you can't explain that's like sort of supernatural or strange? Maybe a psychic, maybe a UFO, maybe Absolutely. a ghost, anything? I what mean, that out? I feel like is a whole, a whole other, other episode. I've been on, I grew up again. You feel like there's a compliment. You feel like a guy who's seen something that you're like, huh? <laughs> like, like you can't very, many, that. very many, very many things. You mentioned miracles too. Huh. I'd like A one.
1: lot of, huh. huh? I, um, I grew up listening to Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell and all of the. You know, uh, the stories about everything from Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil to UFOs and mm. conspiracy theories. I love that stuff. I love me that. too. And I think it's fascinating. And It I, was one
0: of my first genuine interests, you know, like going to the library, really, to check out a book on UFOs or ghosts or supernatural. Me and too.
1: I like, loved it. I'd go to yeah. the library. I'd always get the UFOs or monster movie books. Me too. And I, it, that was my, everyone else was on, you know, Beverly Cleary or Judy Bloom. Yeah, And I was, you know. Yeah. Uh, the 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 books about the Hollywood horrors or, mm. U, unexplained mysteries, the yeah. UFOs. Loved um, it. Yeah. Again, I think because of the religious atmosphere in which I was brought up, there is <laughs> this like this like tantalizing nature to the occult and this darkness that's out there, and I was so like, oh, does it exist? Is are... it re- I read the Revelations all the time and okay. be so, I'm gonna crack the code. What is the secret? Yes. You know, I was fascinated with yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And, um, when I was a young boy, I I, my we lived in a house in Kansas in South Kansas city at that time. Now it's sprawling suburbia, but at that time it was the edge of Kansas city before it began to be farmland. And my brother and I shared a room in an attic. And one night when I was very young. I believed for years that I saw Santa Claus. I went to my window. I woke up in the middle of the night around Christmas time, but it wasn't Christmas Eve, but around Christmas time, it was snowy out, went to my window and saw a configuration of seven blue orb lights, which seemed to be imperceptibly distanced from me in this window where they seemed like they could have either been my dog holding for sound, holding
0: for sound, holding for sound, there's always this video, there's this YouTube video where Harrison Ford is like, what a loon, Harrison Ford. And one of the clips they use is him staring into space for 15 seconds, Waiting but you example. can hear there's a helicopter. I'm like, he's not crazy, he's holding for sound
1: What a pro. What a pro. What a, a freaking pro. He's Indiana Jones, um, back
0: off. So
1: Keep going. these lights... Attic,
0: lights, Santa Claus.
1: Moved in a kind of formation around uh, in space and they could have been 10 feet out the window. They could have been a hundred yards. I couldn't, it was the strangest thing. I had a bit of vertigo as a kid. I remember, but thinking, Oh wow. It's like some kind of high tech ad- advancement in the world of like the, it's a rain to me. It, the way I contextualized it as a kid, mm. whether it was a dream or an actual experience was that it was reindeer and it was Santa Claus. And this is how they're traveling and able to travel across the world you know, that fast. And wow. and it, it that's what made sense to me. And it brought me this insane sense of peace. And like, there was some kind of communication happening. I felt as a wow. kid. Went back to bed for years after, believed in Santa Claus because I had seen Santa Claus. And it was kind of like my family, I think, like, huh, shrugged it off. Like, I didn't ever get into it with anybody. Like, no, 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 there was the blue lights and the da, da, da. Wow. But I lived with that memory. And then the years go by and the years go by and the years go by and I... Um, dropped out of college um, at one point, and I, my addiction had begun, but I also was unable to afford just living expenses, because even though I was on a scholarship at the college, I was at DePaul's Theater School in Chicago, I didn't have the money to pay for like my rent and my food, and so I asked for a year's leave, and I also was starting to get deeper into my addiction, and I went to Alaska to become a fisherman. Because I had heard you could make a lot of money on the boats in Alaska. And I was able to take some pills with me and make my way. But before I got hired onto my first boat, I was homeless in Seattle. It took about a month before I actually got a job on a boat. So I was sleeping in a park or at a mission in downtown Seattle. And I would hang out in Pioneer Square. And I had scrounged enough um, like uh, food stamps to sell to this back alley restaurant that would give me like 25 cents on the dollar so I could get cigarettes or drugs. Mm-hmm. And I was in this alley watching this street performer look like a merry prankster right out of the Ken Kesey days with his own homemade costume made out of weird cereal boxes. And he had this drum that he'd constructed out of Captain Crunch boxes with like sticks, but he was actually creating a cool rhythm and entertaining these tourists and people were i think giving him money and whatever and there was birds around i mean it was very interesting and cool and weird it was like a character you'd imagine johnny depp playing in a late like 80s early 90s film Mm. and the guy looked at me from across the square and was like like i guess he was asking me can i have a cigarette and i and i was like I nodded. I was smoking um, Buglers, which were the cheapest you could buy roll up cigarettes. So I was like, sure. And he did this weird whole thing, and he came over to me, and he sat down, and he was so strange, and he introduced himself, and his name was Francis. And he, I gave him a cigarette, and we sat talking, and he was saying all kinds of gibberish and nonsense. And, um, and then he goes, um, oh, look at all of these browns. They're so important, and they're so beautiful, and they're so wonderful, and they'll never know, will they? And I was like, yeah, whatever. And there was like rush hour. So people were getting off buses in suits. And I did see a propensity, a lot of browns' clothes. But I was like, okay, they're browns around. And he's like, the browns. And remember to watch out for the grays. And you're, of course, blue. You know that already, though, right? Because you're blue and they came to see you, right? Remember? And I was like, what? And he goes, <laughs> and he goes and he reaches in for those listening for those listening <laughs> we looked. don't have video i was hit in the face with the pillow by pete holmes you heard it here first francis reaches into his homemade knapsack which was also made out of a cereal box told you i didn't like playing baseball but I loved watching baseball as a kid, especially the Kansas city Royals, which were my hometown team who, team who won the world series when I was in, uh, the fourth grade, um, which was a, a couple years after when I was visited by the blue lights. But, um, I loved them and I loved Brett Saberhagen and George Brett and blah, blah, blah. And he pulls, a Brett Saberhagen, Kansas city Royals baseball card out of his box and he hands it to me. And he goes, um, uh, he goes. There's nothing to be worried about. It's actually really cool. It's special, like being a blue. And uh, but you get to know. Um, and I was like, I get to know what? And he goes, Well, um, we're ready. We can. I could tell you. Do you want to go? We can go to the Bat Cave right now if you want to go. That's what he called it, the Bat Cave. He goes, It's not far. And I was like, What? And he was like, Yeah, we can go to the Bat Cave right now and i can tell you more and you can learn more and and find out more and i was like i'm i'm sorry i'm not i'm not ready to go he goes that's okay you don't have to be and then he like went back and got his stuff and i was just sitting there kind of like in shock and also like going come on like he could have just that's so random
0: yeah but it tied and he
1: disappeared and i never saw him again and then, and then within an hour, I really regretted not going to the Mac cave. But maybe the back cave would have just been me getting clubbed over the head. I don't know.
0: Right, you go to the back cave. He goes face a body. And <laughs> you're like, come on, <laughs> come on. Um, that's one. What? That's I. I'm so happy I asked. I have many more, Pete. You, we need to do many more yeah. of these because I have. Let's just do a, a sequel because let miracles. Me give you the compliment. Uh, I feel a smile behind my face. From here to here, because of that story, I love that story,
1: and I um, I love the ufology. And my best friend Josh and I, uh, we went and like hitchhiked out um, to go to try and find like Area Fifty One, and you know we've been to Roswell, and um, we I I'm I I I think it's so beautiful and wonderful to imagine, you know, when you you say that when we talk about infinity and we talk about the universe being. You know, so expansive, like the potential of mm-hmm. of what
0: what is. Have you? I forget who does it, but the theory, the idea that if there is one consciousness, which we were talking about earlier, that you that extraterrestrials have those as well. Do you think he said when he said the greys, he meant aliens? I don't
1: know. I've been <laughs> I've been
0: trying to get the answers for. You, we should have gotten that the was twenty case. years ago. But if greys um, have the same consciousness as us, that there might be a way to like. Connect, Com- with them, connect with them.
1: Communicate yeah. with them. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'm assuming,
0: you know, there's some,
1: there is some, there's some, there's all kinds of fascinating and weird stuff that we just, you know, I'm a science guy all the way. Mm-hmm. I believe when 98% of peer reviewed scientists say that this vaccine will help keep us all safe, I'm going to take the vaccine because I believe in the power of education and science when 90. 9% of scientists say that Darwin's theory of evolution is the most comprehensive way we have evaluating the, the way that life has you know transformed over millennia. I, I listen. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the greatest scientists, including Darwin himself, all acknowledge that they're just scratching the very tip of an incredibly glorious iceberg that is so far beyond our abilities of understanding that um, I love being always open to the possibility. My sister, my oldest sister, since our mom's passing, has had all kinds of really intense and amazing psychic experiences, which I like to tease her about because we have that kind of relationship where we like to, you know, we're very... We we cry so hard that we laugh, and we laugh so hard we cry. We did that this weekend with letting go of mom together. Like, Mm. but... Some of the stories she's told me, I'm like, I I get chills. I get off the phone and I'm like, I'm Holly. I gotta go. I got really? this is too much. I can't. It's wild. Um, Wilder than your blues story. There's one that she has, and I I, 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 will, I will I'll tell it more properly because I want to give the, the the detail of it is just so fascinating. But you know, um, who knows, man? The power of the mind too.
0: Everything is capable from right in here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really amazing. Well, I think it's in, when people, I say this all the time, but when people go, it's just your imagination. I, I was, I was on a, I, I was, I had taken LSD and I was like, that's, I saw something in the sky or whatever. And I was like, it's just my imagination. And another voice was kind of like, but who's imagination? And like, what is imagination? Like when you create it and it's in your reality, like it sounds very like, it sounds like madness. I know but like it's so weird the level of madness that we're okay with the veil between acceptable and unacceptable That's madness I mean. is so tenuous
1: and silly sometimes but the multiverse when you consider it through the lens of, yeah, have you've done the Leary work? If you've done the Ram Dossi kind of views of the universe. And I think if you've used any kind of psychedelics or those who are naturally prone to Mm -hmm. visions of the world through other, you know, perspectives, it's achieved through all kinds of ways. I just, I found, you know, LSD was to me, the veil lifter more than anything else, Mm -hmm. but it can Mm -hmm. be so many other things. Mm -hmm. Um, what's real like when i imagined something the manifestation of that too people go wow you you know the power of manifestation the power of like magic if you will and i have friends who are you know uh practicing magicians witches satanists people that believe in all kinds of and and i the psychological element of that i'll never negate because i do believe that like uh, we can conjure and manifest things. That's why the power of prayer, to me, is still really important. And I say I do believe in prayer, but it's to some, it's a form of meditation to me. It's a set, it's a kind of mindfulness, mm-hmm. and it's a way of communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pray that my favorite team wins a game. Mm-hmm. I don't pray that I find the parking spot that I need because I'm late to an appointment. Mm-hmm. I find that futile and cruel to myself and to the beauty of the universe. Because then mm-hmm. I think that all of a sudden undermines like how powerfully put together this whole mystery is
0: well that's interesting did you watch um what is the oscar isaac marvel show called a moon knight Loving yes it. i'm only two so in, cool no i'm three in okay and it's he's so, so freaking good man e- he's amazing ethan Hawke, i think is also great oh, he's and so good he, he, the idea of a god that wants to kill people before they have the opportunity to preemptive evil, yeah which is also minority report and all mm-hmm. these other great things but i was like as soon as you stop someone from committing an, a, an atrocity in the future and take them out of the equation. What a, that that view of the world is so um, isolating. like it's all like we're all just an individual. We know the the butterfly effect. We know we're all intertwined. So me removing you from an equation because you in the future do something evil, sp- like tree like branches out, so much more evil. So much more potential for evil. So much more potential for good as well. Everything spawns off potential for good. It's quantum entanglement is yes, what we're saying. Yes. Yes. So like it's absurd to think I know nobody on but, the show uh, thinks we're supposed to think you should kill somebody because in thirty but, years they do something but, wrong. But, but but we do as a society. We treat people that way. Yeah. People are
1: absolutely expendable. We don't think that consciously, but when we say it's okay for a parent and their young child to be separated from one another and put into cages for months because they illegally crossed an invisible line that was a construct of people's need to mm. Own some mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if that offends you, but I don't care. No, I do. I love you and I hope you can love me back. I just go, <laughs> we're car.
0: <laughs> peace
1: with absolutely saying, here. well, this is expendable. This person uh, uh, committed a crime. It's the Joker. The Joker.
0: I will tell you in the Dark Knight,
1: I'm going to self plug here because. um I am very proud of it. Probably one of my, my proudest accomplishments and achievements as a storyteller is the comic book that I have created called Count Crowley. It was originally called Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter. Now we're into a new phase of the book series. Um, it's called Amateur Midnight Monster Hunter. But in, in the setup to this story and in my exploration of the story, um, I, the, 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 hero is a woman who wants to be a, 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 she wants to be a, a, a news person um, and she has a
0: passion for it. a little April, April Yes, a little, bit. a little bit April
1: O'Neilly. Um, she wants to be Barbara, Bar, to be Barbara Walters. It's 1983. She's raised in a small town where her parents have this little TV station that she's embarrassed of. She gets the big break, goes to Cleveland, is on the desk doing the evening news. The star reporter rapes her. No one at the station believes her. She tries to be discreet about it. She's drinking already and they turn it against her so that they could protect their star. Mm. And she ends up without a career back home in the small town. And her brother now runs the station. And the only job he can employ her at is putting on the goofy makeup of the Friday Night Creature feature host because she's so drunk all the time. But he needs to try and help her. Mm. And so she does this to replace the guy who stopped showing up for work. And it turns out he wasn't just a horror host, this Count Crowley guy who'd been doing it for decades. He was actually fighting and protecting people from monsters that exist and that are real and that have been plotting their vengeance against humanity for millennia. And, mm. um, and I came to this realization in my journey as an addict and someone with um, mental health issues um, that there are good monsters and there are bad monsters. I, I cribbed that from Emile Ferris, who's a brilliant writer, but I loved this idea walking amongst us right now. There are uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of good monsters. That are redeemable, and there is, or there, or there, what it is about them that makes them monstrous is also beautiful and necessary. And bad monsters are much rarer, and much actually. I don't really, I don't like to look at people as the bad monsters. I think they're, they're so overwrought or possessed by what it is that makes them monstrous that they're so destructive that they hurt people. But in our society, we do. We have traditionally wanted to just lock up the good monsters, put them away. And I say that, especially when I'm thinking about people with mental health disorders and addiction issues, because I, the way I looked, Pete, and behaved and uh, existed 22 years ago, it wouldn't have been safe probably for you to say, Dave, oh my God, I know you have an hard time. Come and crash here at the house. Right, you know, right. stuff would have disappeared. Right. Right. I could have lied to you and really hurt your feelings um mm-hmm. I could have endangered your child by having drug paraphernalia like I did mm-hmm. monstrous mm-hmm. things selfishly because mm-hmm. of the the the, 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 the affliction I yeah. was dealing with yeah but there was a re- de- the redemp there was redemption and yeah. healing and I walk and talk today and i'm a, I believe i'm a good monster and I, th- and I and i and I think like you're saying if we just were to eliminate those people which we've tried to do mm. um it doesn't work
0: no it doesn't work it
1: like you said, what is it? We're M- all tenfold or a yeah.
0: hundredfold? Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Little seeds. That's the redemption. That that's what like would Joker without Batman. That 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 is sort of like just the villain is never that interesting to me. I always want like or without Batman. Without oh, thank you very much. How funny would it have been to have you in Batman? It would have been amazing. That guy? I kept always being like, I know I
1: haven't made it. Cause I got, I mean, I couldn't get work for a while. Even after I'd done the dark Knight. I thought oh, I got a part in a big movie. Yeah. Like I'm set now. And then yeah. I got here. I couldn't get an agent to save my life. Wow. I couldn't, I was just submitting myself for, you know, shorts and hmm. Uh, music videos, and, mm. you know, well,
0: catering gigs, whatever, well, to thought, get the like. I thought that would be a blue chip movie
1: role. And it eventually, eventually did it was, become. Yeah. It, when I finally. Sometimes you have to do nothing and sit there. And you have to just wait. Amen. And worked on myself. Of I had course, been through yeah. a tra- traumatic divorce right before mm. um, Dark Knight, as Dark Knight was kind of happening. Mm. Uh, I had met someone, as they say, you're not to do in recovery. Um, and mm. there was a lot of you know, relapse and blah, blah, blah. It was a dark time for me. And I also betrayed what I believed was a sacred vow I'd made to God that like I was with this person too, till death do us part. So for me to break that vow and to oh, feel like wow. I was an abandoner and to feel like I had really like forsaken something that I had promised was mm. very hard for mm. me. Um, and uh, did all, had to do a lot of work. And during the course of that work and working on myself and therapy and psychiatry um, and then tried out some ways of having relationships with people that were not healthy, didn't work great, but <laughs> tried out a lot of stuff. And and then the miracle of all miracles in my life, I met Evelyn Lee. I mean, she literally fell into my life. Like it's so, that's a miracle. Mm. You know, people go, oh yeah, love is a miracle. But it was, it
0: was a- you know, Val and I play that game all the time. I'm like, I just can't,
1: the probability,
0: but also the the person that looks. I say this all the time. What are the chances that the person who looks exactly what I always dreamed of is also happens to be inside the person that I always dreamed of? <laughs> look at your face. And
1: you got to look at Eve, Evelyn, Lee. Look at my. She looked at this and said,
0: "Yeah, yes." Oh come and on. And
1: she. No, I'm just saying. Okay. All the things, not just this, not just my face. Yes, I have a face that was born to play a Batman thug. I mean, a Joker's thug. Yes, I have a, a countenance, or a, a, a dark, kind of disturbing presence presence scientist that finds that, a
0: serial number on a bone.
1: Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I I play that. That's my wheelhouse, and that's I'm 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 happy with with the way I with I how I am how I look. But it, but but come on, an, a recovered heroin addict, divorced. Um, actor like really
0: come on man
1: like wh- how many yeah. strikes could i have against me covered with spots my wife genuinely was yeah. the first person who saw me with my clothes off covered in polka dots and looked at me not like mom like or a doctor or an ex-girlfriend who'd been like oh it's cute or like no it's nothing wrong with like there's just that little lilt in the voice that d- betrays yeah. their attempt to Cup. spread a little honey yeah. on the bread yeah, yeah, yeah and he was like holy shit you look like a spotted leper and i am into it i am here for it and you are she made me feel Ooh, so wow. wanted and not like a freak and all of my darkness all of my brokenness all of the stuff that i'm working on and stuff she made me feel like she met me where i was at yes. never with the agenda of like i can't wait till you're a few more years into therapy, then you're going to really be your idealized self. So I Can't wait uh, till you've done the work on your issues with your dad, because yeah. then you're going to be the David that you could be. Can't wait till you're making money, because then you'll be the yeah. David. That, she met me, I was... Ma-. We had our first kid with $200 in our joint checking account. $200 wow. in 2014.
0: But you're like, I know a guy, we can get food stamps 25 cents on the dollar, we'll get cigarettes. We can get buglers, <laughs> and he will take us to the Batcave. Bat cave. cave yes.
1: Where all that was there, by the way, all that was there was a contract with William Morris and a pile of gold coins. If I would have just gone
0: to the Batcave. Martin Scorsese was sitting in there waiting. You told me you had a guy. Hey, it was here. Eyebrows moving. Um, I love this. Everything you're saying is a delight. And this has been such a pleasure for me. I'm only wrapping up because I have a thing. I
1: really do appreciate this, man. Thank you for having me on, and for again, anybody who's listening that feels like you're alone, you're not, um, and uh, there's help out there for you. And um, Sam, thank you, thank you. I'm very so glad
0: you found someone, literally and figuratively, that you can stand naked before. I do too. Isn't that great? I feel very grateful. I feel the same way about Val, by the way.
1: Yeah it's such a it's such an honor every time I do it, and I don't feel like embarrassed. Yes, I still go through bouts of that, of course,
0: buddy. Last night I was having such like random anxiety and seven. and I just had to go like, yep, welcome. Come on in. It's okay. <laughs> it's just like you've been saying this whole time. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. And that's the only thing that makes it go away. Um, the last question is, can you remember the time you laughed the hardest in your life? Can you think of a time when you laughed really, 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 really hard? Maybe with your sister?
1: <laughs> you know what? I mean, I can rack my brain. I've had some great laughter in this life i mean i have friends with some of the funniest people i know
0: yeah 73 year old steve Agee. Is he 70 i think 76, 76 76 I'm 76 because it
1: was the trombones we were gonna do for the birthday party remember yes, that's right yeah.
0: that's right, um right big ben music yes his pop music
1: mm-hmm. god i love you steven i love you he's my my eve calls eve calls steve my her sister wife uh because he and i are like we're like that. Um,
0: we call him a ham and egger. That's ham and right. He's a real ham and egger. He is.
1: Um, I, I will say f- four days, today is Wednesday. So whatever Friday was, sitting on this porch, watching the sunset, preparing to let go of my mom with my sister and my brother, we went into some of the darker corners of our childhood that we've never verbalized vocally in front of one another and mm-hmm. talked about some of the stuff that was the hardest for us, which then led to these levels of, um, the maze of what else didn't we, what else didn't you, what else, what, why haven't I ever told, why didn't I tell you this story, which got to a series of stories that were so fucking funny and they're deeply personal, so I'll keep them private <laughs> to my family, but I laughed so hard, mm. I was out of my chair, urine like almost running down my, like Dom DeLuise on Johnny Carson in the 1970s. I was almost peeing myself tears in my eyes and I hugged them so hard and laughed so hard and it was just, it was magic. That's that's magic.
0: I love that. Well, that is, that's alchemy and that's resurrection. Amen. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. So the going through the darkness through the ugliness led to the heart opening joy that's the message of the whole thing Mm -hmm. jesus doesn't leave the garden and and flee (laughs) the way out is through good for you beautiful would you honor us with a keep it crispy yeah hit it
1: keep it crispy (laughs) this is this is dave dismalchen telling you all of you everyone listening right now keep it crispy
0: I like my fish and chips with Desmalt vinegar.
1: Oh. <gasps> <laughs> the trick to saying my last name, in case anyone is curious and wants to know, is if you pretend you have a small chin and you say Desmalt chin, Desmalt chin. Desmalt chin. There it is.
0: Uh, that's like when I was at an Oprah event and she uh, interviewed um he played MLK, Oh Yellow O. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. like, Oh Yellow O. Oh. We were like, All right, Desmalt chin. Thank you for just. There it is. Phonetically lay it out one time. It's so helpful. Kumail Yeah. He said when I met him, he goes like email. Yeah. And I'm like, got it. And I've been and since biased- then. You've been calling him keymail Keymail. I call him Gmail because I'm Gmail. <laughs> go- I call Google.com slash weird for ten percent added to your bill. <laughs> I make that joke every time. Thank you, David. Dis small chin. Thank you so much. Top what episodes? Joy. What a I needed this. Thanks. Really Me bad. Me too. I've been raw for a long time. My parents Aww. just left town people are sending me things to consider i'm like i need 10 days i just know i'm i'm too raw i'm too negative this was this was church i loved it thank you thank you good church you know what i mean i know it's not
1: triggering it's okay okay not bad we
0: can reclaim it that's right thank you